0: Greetings, friends. Future Andrew here, dropping into these past episodes to tell you thanks. Thanks for checking out RCAF. If you're valuing the show as a wellspring of inspiration and artistic fuel and would like to help keep the show going, you can find out more about how to do that at patreon.com slash podcast. Every little bit adds up and keeps me inspired to bring you quality content on a consistent basis. Thanks for listening, and stay creative. This episode of the Artsy AF podcast is brought to you by LostSailorLeather.com. Lost Sailor Leather is the artwork of Jared Michael Trantham. He's a fourth-generation leathersmith artist. And he's sponsoring the podcast by making a bunch of keychains for us. We have leather keychains with the Arts logo stamped into them with all these crazy colors. And you can find those on our website at artseafpodcast.com. John and I have them on our websites as well at andrewnorrisarts.com and johnspeaker.com. Jared makes all types of wearable art and more. He has wallets, belts, vests, and he also ha- does things like um, whiskey flasks, keychains, as we just mentioned, and even journal covers. I myself have a belt, a wallet, a keychain, and a journal cover. I highly endorse his product. He does a great job, he's a great artist. You can also hit him up for some custom pieces uh, a lot of things i didn't mention here but he can pretty much make anything dog collars human collars you know if you're into that just holler at him you guys go support him and right now if you go to lossailorleather.com, you can take 20 percent off your entire order if you use the code rtaf20 so go on over and support our homie thank you jared for sponsoring the podcast And check out those keychains to support RTAF.
1: Welcome to another episode of RTAF.
0: Thanks for being here.
1: This week's episode is with Calyptus.
0: Calyptus is a painter, a teacher, a digital artist, um, all-around badass dude. His art fuses elements of ancient mystical... Spiritual traditions with the modern and futuristic algorithms of technology. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. It was really, it was exciting to talk to him. He's always like looking for the next thing and how to manipulate and use different technologies and fuse them together and create teams to create gigantic projects and yeah. big hopes and dreams. And he's actively working towards them.
0: He has a lot of badass ideas. Um, we talk about. Oh, we should mention that this is our first first Skype interview. Skype, and with any luck, we will be uploading the video of this to YouTube around the same time that we upload the podcast. So Monday, tomorrow. <laughs> well, okay, sorry. Probably later in the week we'll be uploading that YouTube. Yeah, it'll be up video. sometime this week. We'll um, we'll post. We'll about let it. you know. You guys follow RTAF Podcast on Instagram, right? If you don't, I'm sure you do. If you don't, if you don't, you do. Slam. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't, you do. Uh, <laughs> but no, slam that follow button. And um, yeah, just that's where we kind of throw updates on what's happening. Oh, yeah. And um, yeah, so this episode should bring a lot of value into your life in terms of like things to think about and uh, where art and technology are, are taking the human imagination and where the human imagination is taking both of those things. Mm -hmm. Um, Calyptus has a firm foot in, in both the academic world and the, you know, he's been around live painting for a minute and, uh, yeah, we think you guys will find some, uh, value in this one. And, uh, we just wanted to let you know that if you rate and review us, Mm. On Apple Podcasts. Spot. I don't know if Spotify has one of those. No. But if you can re- rate and review us on your podcatcher, wherever you're listening to us, yeah, please do. It helps us uh, get into the ears of more and more people and spread the good word yeah, of help, art.
1: Help us spread it across the lands. And yeah. as always, please, if you guys have any uh, questions... Email us at rtafpodcast at gmail That's
0: right. Uh, if you've been following the podcast, we do little, just uh, just me and John episodes where we we chat about stuff uh, kind of that's going on in our, our brains, and uh, and then we read questions from the email bag. That's right. We have a bag. We still get emails in the bag. Yeah, we
1: print them out and then put them in a bag.
0: Yeah, and we shuffle them up like a like a powerball. Spinner, <laughs> and, and sometimes your email pops up, and some, and we always read it. Um,
1: we'll give you some really, really great answers.
0: Yeah, they'll be <laughs> snarky. They'll be informative. They'll be full of love. Long-winded. Long-winded. <laughs> you bet. Um, but yeah, and also, if we don't have any sponsors just yet, and so if you want to support the podcast, we do have. RCAF t-shirts um on the web on both mine and john's website yeah um just go to our website and search RCAF t-shirts we also have keychains provided by lost Los. sailor leather <laughs> and i'm sure you'll you'll actually he is kind of a sponsor but it's more of like a per keychain basis yeah. So if you're supporting us that way, we thank you. And thank you guys so much for the big response on uh, the first day that we dropped the t-shirts. We sold 15, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Thanks, yeah. guys. Thank you, guys. Big shouts to all of you. Um, so, yeah, without any uh, further delay, let's jump into our first Skype podcast. You're going to hear a few little glitches, but that's on brand here for uh calyptus and his uh technological technologically based art
1: yeah it's kind of beautiful how he's like talking about glitching out a file and then the the feed glitches at the same time (laughs) yeah something poetic about that
0: we hope that we didn't miss much i don't think that we did but nah uh, you could fall you'll figure it out yeah you guys are smart we believe in your intelligence and thank you again so much for listening and supporting us
1: oh yeah shall we uh launch her
0: Let's launch her. Three, two, one.
2: Shout 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 shout,
1: shout, 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 shout. Bling,
2: bling.
0: you're comfortable with that uh, we'll yeah just that's do that.
2: Cool. Right Sure.
0: On. sweet yeah, yeah man so, yeah you're gonna be our first uh skype guest Night. as well as our first um video so
1: i'm hardy- excited hardy- you look
0: great yeah you do you're looking fantastic today my friend <laughs> cool <laughs>
3: I figured you guys were gonna do a video, and I kind of like yeah. put some art up yeah. Over here. Yeah, yeah. These two, these two are new. This one's like a few months old, Man. and then I'm trying to wrap this one up here. It's gonna take me probably like another two weeks. Right on. But uh, yeah, looks awesome. Uh, trying to kick into 2020 with some more prolific, fresh energy. I'm really digging the year of the rat mm, kind yeah. of abundance energy. Seems like the Chinese love that sometimes more than the Year of the Dragon because it's like good for business, abundance, it's luck for all the signs, yeah. and just a little bit more luck for the Year of the Rat people. Huh, so I'm right. excited. I was born in 1984. I'm Year of the Rat. I'm ready. Uh, right I'm Back right.
1: in alignment.
3: What are your uh, Chinese uh, zodiacs?
0: I don't. I don't exactly know. I was born in '85. I thought it. I thought I was. I think a you're an ox. Ox. Okay. Cool. That i think sense. so i think that makes yeah, sense
3: which and rat knocks get along well too which is awesome <laughs> and then, uh, what are you uh what's your zodiac?
1: i don't know i was born in 87
3: 87 oh man i'm sorry i don't know uh, <laughs> i know the ones close to my number because i check it 87 you might be a rabbit maybe i'm wrong Ooh. I would have to check that out. You've yeah, got, yeah, yeah. You've I'll got to look at it. It's gonna be, energy. but it's it's gonna be a good yeah. year for all the signs, regardless, all all the way around. So, mm-hmm. and and it seems to because of the alignments and stuff like that it seems to last. Anyways, it's it's Chinese superstition. Let's see what happens. I'm not gonna like hope. I'm mm. just gonna make the best of it. You know, yeah, I'm gonna like. Yeah. I made a choice. I'm gonna make the best of 2020. And uh, yeah.
1: So what are you feeling? Just are you, feeling? you just feeling like a fire lit under you, just ready to go.
3: Yeah, I well, I mean, here here's the thing. Like, I I mean, just to to kind of just you know, give you a little bit of a sort of background idea of where I've been at recently. Um, well, you know, I've been painting a lot. I have some art in uh, visionary uh, Philadelphia visionary uh, arts gallery in Philly. Yeah. But uh, I've also been teaching at NJIT. Been you know teaching digital design this year to second year students, and uh, it's been really exciting. It's just really cool to see that all these like young cats like are also like chirping balls and like <laughs> yeah.
2: inspired
3: fired by the universe and they're not even like aware of like alex gray or like i mean some mm. of them are i guess maybe one or two yeah but they're you know all going through that caterpillar diving into the cocoon phase mm-hmm. to become a butterfly yeah. and that transformation phase is so fun it's so cool and it inspires me back it, it's been inspiring me to like learn new software like i've been Playing around like Substance Painter and like Unreal Engine Four, right? And, on. Uh, wow, it's still fun, man. But uh, so yeah, how, how many kids do you teach? Uh, this semester, seventeen. Wow. But last semester, I had a class of I think twenty-one. Wow, yeah. nice. For nice. for like I think I think it was simulated environments with twenty-one people, and then I think uh, character balance was nineteen people.
0: So. Um, That's what kind of software are you teaching them, um, and and I, I'll just alley oop this question on there too. Uh, I, I do you use software in conjunction with painting as well? Yes. Okay.
3: Well, I mean, look for my own for my own work. Well, I mean, look. I mean, you know, there's the bread making stuff which I usually, you know, I mean half of it gets paid through my design work. Half of my life, kind of like my finances get figured out through, through the art. And I, mm-hmm. I think the difference between art and design is, you know, art is a surprise and design, you kind of plan for it and you come up with something and you make it. And yeah. so in the design umbrella of what I do, um, well, you know, in the past I've worked for like Alex Gray, Stephen King, Marvel, uh, Zuda comics, you know, interscope,
2: Damn. you know,
3: yeah. I look good on paper, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, and, 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 for, but at the same time, I've always pushed my own vision, my own idea. Like, here's what I believe in. Here's what I want to show to the world. This is, you know, what I feel strongly about while at the same time taking on these jobs and trying to get paid. And, Absolutely. you know, I have a kid and stuff. You yeah, know, yeah. And college debt, you know. But uh, recently, what I've been doing is I've been uh, more so exposing my kids to a bunch of diverse possibilities. So I'll show them Maya. ZBrush, After Effects, Photoshop, whatever you know, and they'll and they'll come at me with Blender or Houdini Mm. or Nuke or you know uh, 3D Max, and I've it forces me to study them all a little bit to know everything of what's going on right now, and so it puts me in a different kind of headspace, puts me in a sort of faculty-driven learning space. There's no bullshit. There's no ego. There's no guru at the end of the tunnel telling you to go. You know. bully some non-positive people or some bullshit like there's no scientology behind it there's a faculty of of people they take votes on shit you know and 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 we make each and every class better and better based on uh data you know and so i'm there to just teach design um and i tell my students that i use you know the computer and softwares and design as a sandbox for my painting you know they see my instagram to see my art um but more often than not i'm, I'm teaching them tricks i'm teaching them you know like three-point lighting uh you know like multi-pass compositing and rendering so that you get the most out of your you know digital scene and then that helps my art to to be you know at the at the at the level or at the standard of like what maybe, maybe like hollywood things uh, which look really good. Maybe the storyline isn't that good nowadays, but like visually, like like things like you know, like like Endgame or like uh, like movies like uh, I mean, there's there's a lot of good shit coming out. Like I thought Dark Crystal is really good, and mm-hmm. you know, and recently I thought it was uh, you know a more obscure but recent uh, release on Netflix, uh, Saint Seiya: Knights of the Zodiac.
1: I
0: haven't seen that. a one. remake.
3: I haven't
1: seen it, yeah.
3: So awesome! It's a remake of an old 1986 anime which used to be gory and bloody, super spiritual, super... It's all about the universe being inside of you and you channeling the energy inside of you to, you know, evolve. And uh, they remade it as a 3D anime. And it's like, in my opinion, the best remake of what anime could be as 3D. -hmm, Mm -hmm. And they use all these tricks that I'm teaching my students, like three-point lighting, you know, like, uh, you know, rim lighting behind a character, key lighting in a face, and then diffuse lighting for the rest of the body. You know where the key light is, where you get most of the specularity, and maybe maybe you could use a little bit of a warmer tone, and like get, use like mm-hmm. a dimmer light for the body, so you have a little bit of a gradient, and then you rim you do an outline around a kind of a rim light behind them, a backlight, and then they pop more. They you make 3D more 3D, you know stuff like that, mm-hmm. and using multiple passes. But uh, man, some of my students are, are trippy. Somehow they they mine mine the heck out of me. They they start calling me Eucalyptus. You know they don't <laughs> even call me professor anymore. It's <laughs> great. Oh uh, yeah. It's funny how things happen, but, uh, but I'm painting nonstop, man. I've been, you know, you know, uh, this year so far, which has only really been a month and a few days, you know, I finished like six paintings. Whoa. Nice. I I sold two, you know, and, and I have art in Philly, you know, it's, it's in the gallery, uh, you know, the visionary, uh, the Philadelphia visionary, uh, arts gallery. And, uh, they're awesome over there. Super chill um and uh and i believe kurt still has uh, or ryan connell still has some of my paintings i'm not sure uh i know i heard about uh new conscious they're they're setting up a, a new space how's that going you interviewed uh kurt recently right
0: yeah mm-hmm. we had him on last week um and i went out there last night and uh cool. yeah new space is looking pretty cool yeah Cool, man um, they have like a, a venue side and just an art gallery side and it's they're both kind of like long hallways and um, I saw
3: the photos yeah I, I mean photo. Yeah, it looks awesome yeah. I'm great the, you know he, they're still doing their thing and you know I hope they invite me and uh, I've done two shows with them in the past yeah. you know and uh, I would love to do another one let's yeah. see I don't want to self-invite but let's see what happens. <laughs> shouts
2: <laughs>
3: so, uh,
1: so like with your personal work it's so versatile and uh it does it have, has this like feeling of digital but also this organic you have like spills and everything like do you have uh, a feeling of like a purpose or mission with what you're doing on the canvas?
3: Yes, yes. well I mean like more often than not, like I'm trying to bridge the intuitive with the technical mm. to create works of art that reflect upon like the transpersonal realms of consciousness. When I say transpersonal, I'm kind of quoting Stan Groff. You know, he's an old psychotherapist uh, you know who's used psychedelics uh, to sort of heal people and the, the idea that transpersonal, uh, that, 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 that it's beyond the self, trans, beyond, and then personal self. Uh, and so partially conscious, ideally uh, visionary or memories that maybe are memories, maybe they're not, maybe they're just visions, but things that you uh, experience in, in that state and not uh, in the real world. And so like uh, a phosphine is a good example, uh, which uh, is a scientific word. some I'm kind of driven by scientifical terms. Mm-hmm. Um the word phosphine means a light that can be perceived but cannot be measured by a physical apparatus.
2: Huh.
3: And so, you know, we have visionary experience, like at night when we dream.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
3: we are self, for example, we're self-luminous uh in that sense, in that we dream, we 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 paint a whole picture of light
2: mm-hmm. and
3: we experience it. You know, when we're sleeping, we, we experience this interdimensional reality. Um and so I kind of when I when I when I paint, I'm I'm more interested in, in the dream realms, uh, particularly like hyperspace from deep meditation. I've experimented with sense deprivation, flotation tanks, mm-hmm. um, you know, in the past, psychedelics. Um, are you not? And, are you not
0: taking psychedelics anymore? Are you taking a break from I, this? I
3: mean, well, I mean, <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: it's all relative, I suppose.
3: But <laughs> Here, here's the deal: I do. It's just not all the time, like twice a year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, Yeah. like not, not like in my college years. Gotcha,
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: Were you just exploring and carving out those spaces? I, I found as I got older, it's a little more exhausting to revisit those deep trip spaces too often, you know?
3: You're doing, and you're working at a festival, and you have to be there before the festival starts for setup. up, And you got to tear down. And somebody gives you a tea with the mushrooms and somebody else, Hey man, I missed you. And you give you two tabs. And the next (laughs) thing you know, you smoked a ton of pot. And then if that's like every freaking festival tour season, after a while, you're going to have one or two trip ups. They're going to drain you up. Mm -hmm. You're going to lose merch. Um, And and for me, one of the reasons why I took a little bit of a break uh, with live painting at festivals, doing a festy thing was because I felt like it started to become a little bit of a, of a soul leading uh, activity recently. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't, it was so enriching in 2014, 2015, 2016. And, uh, I hate to sound cliche, but when, you know, when Trump became president, not, not that I don't attribute this to Trump, but around 2017, 2018, there's just more division in the air, more, uh, left versus right in the side trans community and the base community. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I just saw a lot of bullying and I just kind of stepped back and I'm like all right time to re you know I don't need to prove anything to anybody I don't need to continue live painting like oh here I am Remember, yeah. you know I'm like I'm going to go back I'm going to like fucking you know have a kid that's more important mm-hmm. you know I'm going to I'm going to focus I'm going to try to like get better at painting you know you could we could always get better like exactly. you know even uh, you know Alex Drake could get better anyone could get better mm-hmm. you
2: know yeah
3: and uh You know and but but i'm feeling confident that this this year could be really cool to to re-explore new horizons you know um
1: yeah totally uh, yeah
3: yeah
1: well it's like you know you're grooving on one thing and nothing lasts forever you know so you have these genuine experiences doing something and after a while maybe it doesn't mean as much to you and it's time to move on and see what else you can carve out and explore you know
3: yeah keep keep expanding And and growing Yeah, it doesn't have to be, like, you know, for me, like, I felt like, well, you know, like, if I just keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it, like, you know, it's like, it's gonna uh, eventually take away from the soul, take away from the quality of the work. Yeah, right. And that's Mm -hmm. very important, you know, for me to just recharge sometimes. Maybe I'm a little bit of an introvert at the end of the day. And, you know, it helps me to sort of, uh, you know, just experience a little bit of, like, self-reflection mm-hmm. without yeah. always uh, receiving the input of the culture yeah. you know mm-hmm. and and the boot and the ego boost you know it's like oh you're the best you're the best you're the best yeah but in reality but am i i mean you know <laughs> like you know i could be better you know yeah. if i just if i believe i'm the best i'm not gonna you're not get gonna better, get better yeah you know mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and i see a lot of great work out there man i see you know like uh just a lot of cool stuff like i follow for example like corridor crew on uh youtube and they, uh, you know, review a bunch of visual effects from just anybody who comments on their YouTube and says, hey, uh, I have a scene that y- I want you guys to review. How do you guys think this is made? And I see how much care and how much uh, like hundreds of people in a studio uh, work on a scene for some of these things. And uh, I just I, I would love to bring some of that higher level of craft into the visionary psychedelic art scene.
2: Absolutely. And, and I
3: recognize it's more, it requires more than just the idealism. You need mm-hmm. to be a bit pragmatic. Sometimes you need to step back, take care of like the renewal of the IDs, the health stuff. Yeah. Like I just got, you know, mouth surgery. Cause you know, and on that note, <laughs> never assume your injuries. Cause <laughs> I thought it was a wisdom tooth.
0: And, oh, yeah. uh, what was it?
3: Yeah. <laughs> Long story short, when I was 17, I pierced my tongue. I had a bell thing like a, you know, like a stick thing made of metal
2: yeah
3: and uh, i used to chew on it and it like chipped the tooth and then i got a filling when i was 19 i got the filling done for the chip because i started to get a cavity and then i was living with this like filling forever and uh recently apparently it got reinfected and it's right next to a wisdom tooth that hasn't fully grown i assumed i had a wisdom tooth issue and i had this major infection and uh, i had to go to the dentist and they uh Wow, it hurt. Because, okay, yeah, they they gave me, like, 12 anesthesia shots to numb the pain. Damn. But then, like, they have to, okay, they extracted the tooth, but then they have to pull out all the pus from the abscess. And they, like, (laughs) stabbed all the way down through the gum, all the way where the thing was poking out through, like, you you see it, like, the skin poking lower. And then they turn 90 degrees, degrees, go deeper, and then they do this twist thing. (laughs) Oh, that hurt too. That was like mafia stylized pain. My, oh, my feet going up, like my feet flying up in the air, and I'm like, oh, like just, and then he do it again. Stab, like the pierce. The pierce damage was tolerable. The like 90 degree turn pierce again. Okay, not bad. But that twist, the, the anesthesia didn't do shit. The painkillers did not do shit for that <laughs> twisting fucking pain. Bye. Fuck. Um, and I will say this: after five or so twists, they got all the pus out. Um, I will say this, man. Extreme pain is divine. It's really weird, man. Yeah, like I was going to ask. Go through, <laughs> yeah, like what, what was that, that experience? Kind of pain, you, you you realize like uh, like uh, like there's there's no room for bullshit.
2: Uh-huh. You know?
3: right. You destroy the ego right there, and you realize like like uh, like uh, wow, like it feels really blissful to not have the pain, and then you're super grateful for just. Like being healed, and you know, you put a lot of things into perspective. And uh, for me, the whole the whole thing was very, very, uh, for for lack of better words, very, very spiritual.
2: Yeah,
1: you know, nice. the did, whole
3: the whole experience.
1: Did you have any visions as the pain increased?
3: I did. Well, here's the, the funny thing: I had been gargling the pain away with salt water for months mm-hmm. i have been kind of doing a mind over matter thing because remember this is a cavity from a filling that i've had since i was 19 i'm gonna be 36 in april so i've been fighting this thing for a while and it just started to get rampantly worse in september and then i would meditate it away garlic salt water um as cheesy as it made sound the salt crystals the crystals healed <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the salt really you purifying healed. it for yeah. a while you know and then it would go away for a month and then come back again. It would be like on a night that like I would just pass out with like corn chips in my mouth. Like forgot to <laughs> brush my teeth, passed out on the couch and then just crawled to bed and passed out. Those were terrible nights yeah. for my teeth because yeah. then it just, the, the shit would just reemerge. And so I would reheal it again rampantly and when the pain would come. I would like gargle with salt water and the pain would go away. But for some reason or another, like uh, my mouth just started to swell up like at the beginning of this month. And I couldn't open my mouth anymore. <laughs> Ooh, and yeah. so the visions came here so you're asking me did I have any visions and so uh, towards the weekend of last, right before last weekend, it was Friday night um, I was you know sort of like leaning down, gargling salt water and trying to get the salt to sort of disinfect the, the, the swollen infection and I see this giant holographic Shiva, like Lord Shiva like Whoa. the Hindu god Damn, and he's like blue white right and yeah. he literally comes up like this and he does i swear to god bro, like <laughs> fucking goes into my teeth and he goes like this and then i start to like bleed from the salt gargling whoa and this side of my mouth deflates and all this yellow brown stuff just starts pouring out and i deflate whoa. and that, but this side but the other side the, the lingual side was still swollen so i'm like fuck i got i burst this side uh-huh. but i didn't burst the other side and so i felt almost like i was saved because if that hadn't happened i it could have burst deeper in and it could have gone into my bloodstream and got then like i could septic, have got yeah. yeah so it was interesting that the freaking swear like vision happened and that happened and the synchronicities whatever you want to call them mm-hmm. i mean but the whole time i did i mean i i mean you know after I guess since 2008 and since a bunch of psychedelic experiences, I mean, I do have like a certain connection to the, I guess, Hindu like deity energy realms of consciousness, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. like I totally relate to like Ganesh and like, you know, anytime like I'm dealing with like extreme, like, um, Anything like I kind of ask for guidance, and and it's just a reflection of myself. It's it's you know it's a part of my conscious, higher consciousness, and mm. it's just sort of I just sort of align myself with like the Ganesh, like Lakshmi, Saraswati, like a lot of these like light and love type deities. Also the Egyptians, like you know horrors I mean just you know any deity that I feel like Quan Yin or the Buddha or anyone who represents light and love uh, at a pure level, not not. Preaching it, and then boasting ego and corruption. The truly mm-hmm. pure, um, you know, I totally relate to. And so, so it's not like I'm not surprised that that happened. But mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and, and it was sober. And and I had been asking for help to Ganesh, but it was Shiva that showed up. I was I was thinking of Ganesh, and but mm-hmm. like, you know, and and like she like I saw like a eyes closed vision of a blue hologram outline, like white blue. She's in a giant meditating. Just rips it open, you know. <laughs> But I almost felt like he didn't do the other half because he didn't want to just spoon feed me. He was like, no, because if I fix that, you're never going to get your mouth fixed. (laughs) Right, right, (laughs) right. You know, because you're fucking, you're just running around doing all this crazy shit and you don't give a shit. Yeah, Mm. it's
0: like kind of grounding you into, uh, you know, adult reality, for lack of a better word, like having to take care of the problems that arise through the means that we have rather than... um, you know, that was a divine experience, but you can't always rely on those. You gotta
2: mm-hmm.
0: contact you gotta your prepared. own thing yeah. and like
1: it's always yeah. the balance between the two. Yeah. yeah physical Uh, and 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 as immature
3: as this may sound now that i got all that pain out of the way i feel like i don't have to prove to myself anymore that i'm like yeah i could take it and i know that's dumb but yeah i think i was kind of riding this dumb wave where i was like oh i I don't have to go like i could just (laughs) do it mind over matter yeah Uh, uh and i think that the bigger the bigger lesson learned was don't assume your injuries and don't wait for shit to get extreme
2: yeah just take care
3: of it Live mm-hmm. longer, live no, healthier, no. live more blissful of life. You don't have to fucking suffer. You don't have to uh, torture yourself with pain for no, no. reason. And you're going to piss off the dentists. <laughs> they're going to be like, what the fuck, bro? Why did you wait this long? Yeah. Yeah. They're going to be like, now what are we going to do? They're all confused, scratching their chins. Because <laughs> they were tapping on a tooth and it didn't hurt. But then they see my face, you know, <laughs> so it's in there and they're like discovering new shit
0: and they got to bring See, out the mafia to tools they to yeah. <laughs> yeah. for,
3: to figure out where the plus is going to come anyways <laughs> i'm done no more of that
0: that's <laughs> but uh while we're uh kind of on the subject of spirituality and we've already talked about uh technology um a lot of your paintings to me seem to sort of be bit, uh, bridging this gap between uh technology and and the you know spiritual symbolism of like Eastern traditions, for example, or Egyptian traditions. Um, I don't know how to form this as a question exactly, but um, maybe just talk about the, the um, compare and contrast those two things and where they overlap uh, in, in your art and maybe just Venn diagram of reality in general.
3: For sure, man. Well, thank you that you, you know, you, you noticed that. And I mean, you know, in in one sense, you know, I'm a product of you know the petri dish of 1984. I was born in 1984. You know, we had an advent of technology rising. We had personal computers literally, you know, emerging in 1984, mm-hmm. and then Windows 95, and then the internet, and then we we did the switch from you know broadcast digital and we're doing we did when i was in college we did a switch from 2d animation to 3d so there's all this fast evolution going on in our Mm. lifetimes as 80s kids particularly and so you know with the advent of psychedelics you know you throw that into the mix and then you kind of uh create an array of hyper learning a little bit you know for me it was like that because i went to college and i'm tripping in college and then cosm was right there and then you know and then i met some people and then we were doing visuals and i vj'd for a while too and that was also technology driven because we're using projectors and you know at the time uh dvd mixers but then i shifted over to digital which was vdmx and mad mapper doing mapping for festivals along with the live painting you know
2: nice
3: um Madmapper is awesome, um, but I'm just really playing and having fun, and I think ultimately exploring uh, as an artist just sort of like you know, hey, you know, I had all these ideas, and let's just test some things and see what happens. But but ultimately, a lot of the times when you see those like you know, Buddha robot paintings that I'm drawing, or like the hologram machine temples and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's safe to say that those particular ideas originally started when I, uh, took a mass massive amount of LSD, uh, in California. Uh, I got booked by, uh, what do you call it? Uh, well, global village. They were the deco crew, uh, Jason, Mm -hmm. Ivy, um, but they, they, they got booked by Paul Scott from Pulse SF and Pulse SF, uh, you know, booked us out there right after Burning Man. And, uh, to do visuals and to set up a bunch of deco and it was an amazing festival. I mean, the vibes were, you know, there was like 3000 people on the dance floor as far as I could see. And there were like other stages and there was like a pirate shit based stage. And, and so we were, you know, in charge of the Psytrance psychedelic trance stage and a lot of the uh, artists from boom and a lot of the international scene, not just the West coast scene, but a lot of the people who love Psytrance who uh, fly around Europe and internationally following Mm -hmm. all the artists. They had come to that party. So the vibes were a little different. There were different types of people there. There were like 90-year-olds walking around with this like Asian aesthetically uh, beautiful, uh, almost martial arts gown and umbrella. And and I felt like because I was, you know, uh, before we get to that, my my buddy who was there, um, Leland Berman, he, uh, you know, dosed me and uh, I'm doing visuals and I'm like, oh, wow, all right, can you check the, you know, the gear for a second? I'm going to go lay out into the... uh, uh, desert for for a bit because at the time Stonyford, california where for- forever land was taking place in 2014 uh fall equinox uh it was there was like a drought there was no rain and the river had been like sort of like evaporating and getting smaller so there's all this desert area with seashells which is really surreal walking around mm. on a desert with seashells because it used to be a river and so um I got totally away from everyone and the music and the lights and I was pure blackness and I lay uh, by the little bit of uh, pond that was left and uh, I lay I lay down and I look at the stars pitch black nighttime and uh, you know my L is t- is kicking in and I'm just like looking at the stars and the stars are like doing all this like weird stuff. Mm-hmm and uh and i'm looking at the stars and i start thinking to myself oh my god i'm laying out here i'm gonna get stung by a scorpion bit by a snake and this chatter in my mind starts laughing at me and says oh my god do you think we're gonna kill you now we dragged you all the way out here and you think we're gonna uh you know totally take you out now and, and there's like this laughing coming from the from the stars and all of a sudden i feel like the starlight is going into my eyeballs and i'm like being downloading information from, from the universe and all of a sudden I hear this narrative in my head and uh, the narrative just kind of automatically starts like and besides when you're in alignment with the enlightenment galactic federation I'm like what <laughs> and also these like Buddha robots are like stacked wow. and they sort of fade in and I'm like rolling through like laying down through like all these Buddha robots and they're taking me like apart and they're taking my old self apart and putting me back together as a mm-hmm. Buddha robot.
2: Yeah.
3: As they're explaining to me that when I'm in alignment, when, when people, when humanoids are in alignment with the Enlightenment Galactic Federation, whatever that means, <laughs> 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 um, that they, they somehow, uh, you know, attain uh, universal worth in the eyes of these designer gods. And so they, um, I guess, achieve a sort of like obtaining of this... Uh, archival of overmind technologies, this light tech, uh, hollow transhumanism of where like, of, te- of, 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 like a pleroma of like consciousness based technologies or, uh, hyperdimensional toys that help advantage, uh, living conditions on earth. And so the idea is, um, you know, you could, uh, like if you're a good person, you get a light body. So you're, you keep your memories and you, you, you know, when you die, you retain your, you know, um, I guess, like a holographic version of yourself, kind of like, you know, as cliche as this may sound, like uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi's hologram body at the end of the yeah. uh, Star Wars movie, episode six, you know, the old one,
2: yeah. you know, when
3: they are all hanging out by the fire and they're all holograms. So that would be like your basic body. But then, like, let's say, you know, like uh, you do a little bit more, you know, kind of like in in a, in a capitalist system uh, with money, you can get a new car or a new boat. A helicopter whatever and then and so in this sense you would be sort of rewarded higher bodies based on the idea that form follows function and so when you generate more consciousness than the human body can handle you need a new body and so <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> and so he, some of these i you know all of a sudden this like giant metatron body um just appears at the edge of the water on the hill and 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 i'm like and all of a sudden, I, like. These particles start filling around my arms, and I'm like inside this like ginormous, almost like Gundam. It's not Gundam. It was like a mech hologram, yeah. like like like. Well, they, you know, in my mind, it was the Metatron version two point four or some shit,
2: mm-hmm.
3: and, it, <laughs> and it just fucking went super fast. Once I was in the center of that thing, I felt like the vertigo of moving forward really fast. And then coming back around and waking back up in my body from a daze and then just seeing that just dissipate as part as white particles, like hologram particles. And just thinking to myself, like, oh, my God, did I just take like a Metatron body for a three second ride across the galaxy and back? (laughs) Damn. It was was, like so like realistic and Blu-ray HD and like so vivid. And I wasn't thinking about any of these things before. Mm-hmm. So that was really weird to me. But then there were definitely like certain cliches in the visions, like certain arcs that reminded me of an iMac computer in the machinery of the Buddha robots. Mm-hmm. There were definitely certain wow. design elements that felt like they were borrowed from today's culture.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: the Buddha, the, definitely the Buddha's face with the little Galatama Buddha knots, yeah, uh, yeah. incorporated with these sorts of like uh, rectangular but yet curved, beveled-edged sorts of aesthetics that also remind me of like you know steve jobs kind of look you know yeah. but to me i also felt like this part of consciousness was using uh whatever uh visual linguistic system that i had attained in my life right. to mm-hmm. borrow to communicate to me ideas exactly. were bigger than the vision that i was having and yeah. so my vi- visuals were limited in mm, in sure. that they weren't the bigger message but i you know at the end of the day, you know, it's hard to speculate what the fuck happened, aside from yeah. really tripping balls and getting a crazier trip from staring at the stars. <laughs> and then coming back all weirded out, and then people <laughs> in the crowd reacting to it. See, the weird thing was this. When I came back and did visuals, everyone can sense something. Like, mm. it was like, all of a sudden, like, people are like, like uh, you know... Throwing you like that Asho Rajneesh energy,
2: mm-hmm. you know,
3: where you're like you're Whoa, all charged Whoa, up, Whoa, feel this like weird, you're like, you're like, you feel lucky and you feel all this light and shine, and then people start to sort of like bless you and indirectly, and you know, and but you know, uh, I, I'm glad I got a soft landing from that, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you know, didn't come you back with down. any
0: sort of messiah complex or anything like that, <laughs>
3: which is always you know, good. It's a cool per- yeah, you, you go for a ride, you go uh-huh. for two rides. You use it when for important things like a loved one is sick. You charge mm. up that energy to fucking heal a loved one, great. But you don't, you know. Uh, one thing that I found for me at least is that, um, I mean, the same way that you could like uh, fuck yourself up with too much repression, uh, you could also fuck yourself up, stuff up with too much luxury. Mm. And so I find that the best evolution for me, the best rising has mm-hmm. to come from the center, from a sort of middle path orientation. And that doesn't mean like the duality of being half healthy and half like rotten. That's yeah. That's left path thinking. That's on the left, for me at least, that's left path thinking. But I, I do, you know, think that, you know, we, we don't have to fight for anything. We're, we just have to chill. We have to learn how to just like mm-hmm. figure out how to make things better. <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely. <laughs> you know, whatever, don't don't whatever push. <laughs> yeah, like don't push, don't pull. Uh, yeah. Stay in that center space, aware and present, yeah. so you could be used. You can, your body can interact without like friction with reality. You know.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You don't have to throw like you don't have to hit the brakes so hard all the time, or yeah. like, yeah. Um, I hear that, and I think I think maybe we like there are times when reality demands for us to push the force full throttle. Uh-huh. Like you know, I would imagine I don't know. I'm just gonna make up a sci-fi scenario, but it would awesome. be like like a cool. Cool idea, where like you know, you know, this giant meteor's coming, and everyone uses their vibe power to like force the meteor to like divert away from earth <laughs> You know, there's times I think when, <laughs> like in that kind of thinking, you know, there are times that call for extra force. But mm-hmm. I think that t- the times that we have today call for like centering. Exactly. And I think that that there 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 is a rising, there is a there is a, I guess lifting of the vibes through mm-hmm. the sense. Like I feel like. Like there is this sort of like slow blissful, but but I think because there's so much like history and because we've gone through so much as a species, like we 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 are being uplifted and we need to learn how to just to just chill to diesel. let it happen. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, yeah.
1: like regardless of our realizations collectively, we still have to go through the hard work of resolving these issues. Right. Like, we we were monkeys swinging from trees not too long ago. And it's like, no wonder, like, you know, a lot of us in these different ways have realized our own Buddhahood or realization of God, but there's still like this nuts and bolts work that we have to do, you know, because we all come from different versions of trauma, learning how to communicate, resolve conflicts, and, yeah, understand each other. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: Yeah, yeah. And when we look at these political... Uh, Pendulums of left and right extremism, you know, you really get some uh, perspective into how um, blinding it could be to totally give up one's individual uh, empowerment for the polarized, cultural, Mm -hmm. politically correct way to be to join that team yeah That mob mentality cult in a sense mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and uh, it's, uh and it's interesting how both sides act the same you know in the a, in a political aspects you <laughs> it know it really you does. have extreme mm-hmm. right you have extreme left it's so hilarious like, like,
1: both assholes
3: <laughs> uh, So, <Yeah>. so, so <laughs> creepy uh, you know but i think ultimately when you have you know when you're doing the right thing in a sense of like and at, at least that's just how i see things when you're doing things from the heart and you're channeling you know, your heart as a compass for like how you should go about doing things and not the ego, not like, Oh, I'm better than everyone. This guy's dumb or whatever. Right. And you're actually like, Oh man, like, you know, I'm pure. There's no bullshit. How can I see beyond what I'm seeing? Sometimes somebody can teach you something and you're not even expecting it.
1: Exactly. You know, and it can
3: be a bum. It can be a homeless person, mm-hmm. um, you know, who has nothing materialistically, uh, relevant for capitalists, yeah, but right. you know, it could be, yeah. I mean, and, but but you know um yeah i think it's 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 a good time to figure out how to center ourselves into a de- like sort of like when things hit the fan you just sort of like just detach from the mess and just sort of watch it all and trust the universe mm-hmm. just to learn to just trust that if you're doing things right uh, you're not going to get hit by that bomb or you're not going to like you know the shrapnel will just skip right over your head Like you kind of have to sort of like irrationally trust that a little bit. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Irrational for lack of better words. But, Mm -hmm. and then I think ultimately without the pressure of fear, people then don't, won't feel the need to get more guns to retaliate, to, you know, have these like right versus left scenarios and things like that. Yeah.
1: Um, Yeah. It feels like in some way, (laughs) you know, it's like there's these really exaggerated left and right extremes and, there's like this secret society forming of loving people that you can empathize with anybody on either side, your heart breaks for them. Cause it's a painful place to be extreme one way or the other. And I don't know, we're creating this like se- secret society with no name of like, Hey, we're chilling out here in the center. It's all good. It's all love. Please join in. Let's hang out. Let's learn from each other. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Join the band.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. And, and it's interesting because you see, you see, like um, you know, you see it in uh, like well, well, you know, in college. You know, when I'm teaching these students, um, they have that, like they're, you know, a team. They realize they're graduating the same year. There's there's a strong bond, and they're not necessarily a part of like you know the woke culture or the woke community. And they're they're but they're somehow in some sense uh, at least some of the students that I've been getting are are very pure. Mm -hmm. They're very heart driven. Yeah. And in some cases more so than the last chunk of people I've encountered just on a mass level and like base scenes, hippie scenes Mm -hmm. where people are more interested in getting fucked up you know, stealing somebody's shoes at Cosm <laughs> <laughs> or like, you know, doing the balloons and then pissing themselves and then everybody has to clean up cause they can't yeah, or yeah. something like that, which is okay. You know, like mm-hmm. we've all been there, you know, but, yeah. um, <laughs> I, uh, but I, I mean not the stealing shoes part. I just mean the, you know, wasted part, the last, mm, the escape is, um, <laughs> well,
1: it's like, almost, it's almost like the hope in, in a way that like, you know, a, underground culture forms on certain values and, Eventually, those make it more into the mainstream. So, just like you're, nor- yeah. you're like normal kid in the world is embracing and living these values, you know?
3: And I think it's cool to see intelligent people tripping balls. It's yeah. really cool yeah. to see intelligent people tripping balls and then playing with softwares and then coming up with like ideas that actually are tangible and, you know, and it doesn't just go down the drain, uh, you know, at the end of the night. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes, you know, in these festivals, depends on the festival, but sometimes, it, you know, there is squandered energy. And mm-hmm. I think sure. maybe maybe the festival scene, one way it could step up is it would be cool to see a more, uh, I guess, uh, crafty uh, workshop, like mm-hmm. everybody collaborate on a project type research based kind of like. A uh, hub or tent or area, yeah, where maybe people are working on projects, and it's not like, oh, here's like the six headliner artists for this, mm-hmm. you know, gallery that's, it's, and then like maybe me and you will have art there, you know, but like that's not going to include like a young twenty year old who's really good at fractals mm-hmm. because he's going to college and through, you know, he's minoring in fractals and majoring in botany or whatever the hell, you don't know. You yeah. meet cool people sometimes, mm-hmm. and nobody knows who they are, and then you could work on ideas that actually you know excite you stimulate your you know uh goosebumps and things like that and uh, it would be cool to see something more productive where like maybe idea it could be a petri dish for ideas to sort of take on a, a deeper form at festivals and i think it happens sometimes but um and again I, you know there are a couple of people doing really cool stuff out there again uh, you know uh all the events that i've ever done through global village uh, i mean uh, uh yeah like uh you know pulse pulse sf um and then my friend Kyo Uchida has been uh, teaming up with Gordon, throwing amazing events in the East Coast here at Psyche Ground. They've been keeping side trance alive in the East Coast. They're doing great. Um, I mean, there are a lot of people doing a lot of great stuff. But and, and, you know, they've included me aboard a few times. I tried to bring VR into the mix where, you know, somebody wears VR and they go around, they could mess like, with flowers and all this stuff. And then it, it gets projected behind the DJ or the band.
2: Yeah. And then. Uh,
3: whatever they see, everyone can see through the projection and then somebody can pass the VR. So I've been experimenting with that and it would be cool to get a bigger budget and to get like Mm -hmm. 50 VR sets. Everyone's walking around the same space Mm -hmm. and you can slap particles around and pass, you know, uh, you know, different like energy balls to each other or use different avatar skin. All of a sudden I'm just covered in like black and white stripes and squares and triangles. Badass man. Cool. (laughs) Sounds really cool. We need a bigger budget and, uh, but, uh, but I tried it with a single VR. Mm. You know, and it worked out. I was trying to get Salvia Droid to come out for an event. It just didn't work out. Um, Salvia, uh, well, there's a couple things happened. We we lost the venue for the Forest Psytrance event that we were going to do because somebody else ended up booking it. And then Salvia Droid just couldn't couldn't do it. So, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> I, I'm going to try to get him out here again. Right. On. Um, when things work out, sometimes you try to plan an event. And, and just, you know what it was? It was the year of the... The end of the year of the pig, and it wasn't year of the rat yet. And we we're trying to get two ahead of ourselves. <laughs> yeah, give and it another it shot this up. year. <laughs> <laughs> but we're gonna try again. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna hit up uh, Salvy Droid again and try to fly him out from the West Coast to here and get him to do some VR t- stuff too. Hell yeah! Because last person that I collaborated with was Aaron Vista. He's also really cool. He's not as well known, but he's a VJ at Cosmos sometimes. But he's really cool, Aaron Vista. And then, uh, but Salvy Droid uh, is a little bit more known in the scene. And So I'm going to try to fly them out for, for VR projects. Maybe that'll make the, the Fessy scene a little more, um, diverse. Um, and it depends. I mean, like, you know, when I say Fessy scene, I mean, United States, East coast, I'm sure, you know, you guys in Colorado are doing great with the base, bass related music and bands. You know, mm-hmm. I know for a fact, um, Europe is doing great. You know, we have like Ozora, boom. Right. Um, and you know, so, you know and you know i kind of chose state east man because i love new york um you know i just kind of you know i have my bread and butter here <laughs> mm, yeah but yeah, uh totally. but i definitely plan on flying out there this year i want to hang out in colorado this year yeah come yeah, kick sure. it
1: dude let's hang out yeah let's make
3: some art it um uh, been a couple it's been uh four years since i've gone out there i've been out there since 2016 and then i, I was out there in 2015 mm-hmm. it was like twice i've been there you're but, over, uh, you're overdue yeah, gotta hang out.
1: <laughs> so you're out and... you're in uh, New York City.
3: <laughs> What's that?
1: Are you you're in New York City?
3: I'm a I'm a 15 I'm a 10 minute on during rush hour train ride away from Manhattan. Okay. But I'm in Jersey. All right. But luckily I'm in uh, Kearney, so I'm like two towns away from Newark.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So the city of Newark is kind of eh, a little bit ghetto. So, two towns over, everything's, like, super peaceful. Like, you know, the neighbor across the street from me waves at me, you know, <laughs> doing a lawn, you know.
1: That's yeah. great. And, yeah.
3: and we, we have the supermarket behind us. We have the school for the kid right there. All kinds of diverse food. Like, you know, we have more food than you guys.
2: We have yeah. a little
3: bit yeah. the toast, you know. We totally. we get a little bit more. We get pe- tons of pizza and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. We you come out here, man, I'm going to spoil you a little bit. Yeah, too, we should. You know? We should. But,
1: Hell, yeah. Yeah. RCAF road trip. Yeah. Um so how
3: old is Will your you how is your kid?
2: Yeah, kids we do Austin, have the yeah. Kids so. chilling.
0: Uh, yeah, you
3: guys have Black Hawk. I remember when I was out there I went to Black Hawk, Colorado. That was beautiful, man. There's nothing like the Colorado Mountains. Oh yeah. Incredible. Mm-hmm. You guys are uh blessed with the uh, clean air over there. We get air pollution like crazy over here. Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a little cleaner happen. out here. Yeah. So
1: you
3: my kid's chilling. My kid's chilling. She's taking a coding class and she's doing her thing and she's,
2: you know, know,
3: Yeah, she's a Sagittarius. She's energized. She's adventurous. She's, you know, into the art, into a lot of Minecraft. She likes to to build and create. And I've included her into my, I do like a Dungeons and Dragons campaign once a month Uh where I get to, I get to game test ideas on paper with friends and family. And so some of these ideas might get turned to simulations that I program in Unreal Engine with the Buddha robot, with the psychedelic aesthetic and, and message and the whole nine yards. But I get to test uh, certain concepts through the uh, dice rolling toolkit and organize some ideas through Dungeons Dragons. So she's an artificer gnome, and so she <laughs> plays that as well. She's, nice. she's level three now. Wow. Yeah, we're, playing Waterdeep. we're playing a Waterdeep uh levels one through five campaign right now for dragon season (laughs) I meant to
0: ask you I meant to ask you earlier um, what is what's your computer setup like like what are you running Um, I know you were talking a lot about uh, digital programs that I would assume take up a lot of like CPU to to render things out Um, so just curious about like your gear and like the technical (laughs) side of it I guess
3: you're gonna laugh at me, cause uh, okay, well, I mean, I honestly, honestly,
0: I don't know shit about it. <laughs> so, like, it's more of a question that I'm thinking of that our audience may be curious about. So,
3: well, I think it's hilarious that you ask because I <laughs> destroyed—I recently destroyed my iMac. So that's my one of my computer situations. I uh, was rendering in Maya. I was rendering subsurface scattering shader um, for a class Four. for a teacher. I was teaching a private class to a teacher who also teaches at NJIT. And I fried my iMac oh, from two thousand twelve with <laughs> my with a subsurface scattering shader in Maya. Okay. So I did so that there's one situation. So now I'm using a, a MacBook Pro.
2: Okay. I'm
3: saving for Dell. I'm saving for a new machine. I'm in the process of saving for a badass computer. And I think I'm I think I could pull it off like like first week of March. I'm nice. going to have a PC and then I'm going to have Apple and PC because right now I just have a bunch of Apple shit mm-hmm. and I need, I need the PC as well. I mm-hmm. need both. Nice. Um, ideally, I wish I had 32 gigs of Ram. I wish I had some kind of Radeon or NVIDIA, you know, video card with uh, also maybe, you know, a lot of Ram. I wish, uh, <laughs> I am working on an eight gig Ram machine. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. With uh, Well, at least the video cards NVIDIA. Um, but uh, but because I know how to, like, do some uh, reverse engineering to get renders to sort of do what they're supposed to and whatnot, mm. um, I haven't killed my MacBook yet so far so good. Wow. Nice. Congrats. I, I wouldn't advise doing 3D renders or 2D renders or After Effects or Maya or Zebras or anything on an 8-gig machine. That's just, I'm just being real. Gotcha. But these are my limitations at <laughs> the time. So right. <laughs> Nice, <laughs> nice. Cool. So,
1: how long have you been making art? Like, how did you get started?
3: Well, I mean, I in Portugal, when I was, like, mad little, I do remember in pre-K, uh, like, teachers making a big deal about, like, the realism of these little monsters that I had drawn. Mm. Um, and so, like, I think I just kind of, like, always, like, had the hobby of sketching and drawing and, like, kind of messing around with uh, color and, and just, like, pens and pencils. Um, I think that... <laughs> Earliest exhibit I could remember I've had I was one and a half. My mom had bought (laughs) my mom had bought like all this white furniture for the living room and uh and then my grandparents had shipped all this stuff from the United States because my grandparents were in the United States and my mom was in Portugal and they gave me these markers or whatever and I drew all over the white cabinet. freaking furniture and everything and my mom like kept it she was like oh this is actually kind of cool we're we're gonna keep it so that may have inspired like you know some of the slight narcissism that kicks (laughs) in later when you're over promoting yourself (laughs) on social media (laughs) you know um yeah cool uh, yeah i got wiped eventually for sure yeah (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> did yeah. you go did you go on to go to uh, art school or
3: yeah i've been dead. yeah and i, I kind of screwed my co-signer's credit a little bit i paid paid a chunk off to them uh, i went to school of visual arts in manhattan i went to okay. sva and we i did a bachelor's into the animation and a master's in computer art which had 3D animation as well but I also learned video coding um, like audio, like node based programming which isn't really coding because it's graphic based mm-hmm. so, like plugging like inputs and outputs and nodes and things like that um, but um, yeah I'm in a lot of debt <laughs> <laughs> because, like, because I'm a retard and I took a two year thesis because I'm like oh yeah I want to do a 9 minute animation <laughs> and I was only like 6 minutes in at the end of the year I ended up taking a third year of my master's. So I went to college for seven years. And then Damn. so I'm, you know, I'm probably like at 150000 debt for <laughs> yeah. art, well, shit. which is a hustle because at the end of the day, you don't have a guarantee. Yeah. So
0: everyone yeah. buy this man's art right now. Yeah, if you're buy yourself
3: a new painting. <laughs> 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 I mean, it's uh, a little bit expensive, I think. And, and the thing that pissed me off was at the end of the semester of the very last year, I realized I should have just paid my internet bill and I mm. should have just watched like all these tutorials online, and like I don't regret the experience. Like I had a really good time, mm-hmm. but it was uh, financially unwise. Mm-hmm. For, it was just, like you know super expensive. Yeah. But is. I hope in the future we'll figure it out a better way to for for kids to not be so enslaved by you know student debt because totally. uh,
1: mm. it's
3: fucked up. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Well, at least today, I mean, there's so many great sources for free online. You could take, you know, a couple-day workshops from artists that you like and stuff like that, and yeah. you can kind of create your own curriculum these days.
0: Yeah, I mean, even, like, yeah. places like lynda.com where you pay you pay some money, but you still get, like, great tutorials from people who are, like, licensed, uh, you know, Adobe Suite yeah. uh, Masters or whatever. Mm.
2: So
3: yeah. And uh, another good one, too, is Nomon Workshop, or Nomonology. G-N-O-M-O-N-O-L-O-G-Y. L-O-G-Y. But anyways, they're freaking awesome, because it's like, you'll have the guy that directed the visual effects for the Avatar movie. Oh, you'll snap. have the dude do- that's like, you know, did the fucking, you know, like Rick Baker's in there, and yeah. like all these other cats. And uh, they're really good. They're really good. They may, They might, may, like, paint monsters that, like, you know uh, you know a, a hula woke hippie girl might say why would you paint that terrible thing and bring that into reality <laughs> yeah. you know they might might get stuck on that but if you get past like the whatever concept it, because you know and even then not, their concepts aren't always going to be the best concepts you mm. know a barbarian half tiger half humanoid yeah might look a little a little wonky
2: mm-hmm. you know
3: but <laughs> but but it's But when you look at these techniques and skills and the way that uh, the craftsmanship sort of like evolves into something that's almost hyper realistic, but yet fantasy and powerful, that's the kind of stuff that like really inspires me when it comes to a lot of these tutorials. And then the ideas are your own. You can take that technique or whatever and make whatever you want out of it. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I think, but see, my problem was, you know, I went, started going to college in 2002 tutorials didn't really blow up true until maybe 2007 yeah. I was already in my master's program yeah and then by the time I discovered them all in 2008 I'm like wow I should have just done the internet <laughs> thing Yeah, I had already had five five years of college under my belt and like you know yeah it, like, oh, it's,
0: well. it's crazy how much the internet blew up from like 2000 to 2007 and 8 mm-hmm. and yeah just yeah I don't know it
3: went it. from AOL, AOL, or it went from Warrez and downloading yeah. punk, hacking. Remember that? Remember Warrez? and punting, t- stealing something? Because I don't know. I got into a little bit of the hacking stuff for a little while in my <laughs> yeah. grammar school days because it was fun and retarded. And me, me and my friends uh, would, would would go to this website, Juarez.com, uh-huh. and we would download all these little packets of things and experiment with, you know, uh, code i guess i mean i was I, was
0: I was i was <laughs> just on that kazaa tip man i didn't do any of that uh <laughs> lime-, <hacking. laughs> lime, wire. <laughs> lime
3: wire yeah lime wire yeah we were on a napster oh napster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah,
3: right yeah. Napster. but uh yeah i mean you know back in the day the extent of it was like Also, like a little bit of the online gaming stuff. Like I remember playing Diablo Mm two, or like you know, like Warcraft two, Starcraft, Mm -hmm. and all that stuff for like you know, on an old Dell back in the day, tripping balls playing (laughs) Diablo. (laughs) It was just funny. Come home, come home from late late at night from a rave, and then you know it's you know two thousand and one, and you're playing Diablo two, and you're like a necromancer or whatever the (laughs) hell. (laughs) (laughs) That was uh,
2: That was uh,
3: those were days back in the day, and I, and I always felt like my early acid days were very chaotic. Very like I started learning how to drive, started tripping, yeah, started kind of like you know online gaming, all those things at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, going to college, you know, and then Cosm kind of. Um, actually, not before Cosm, but also there there were these underground side trance parties called the Pine Barrens Parties,
2: mm.
3: which I think were also very influential in my life and very transformative. And there were a lot of international people, a lot of diversity types. You'd see Indians, Russians, all the, you know, Dutch, uh, just all these different types of people hanging out together. And there was just like strong sense of the overmind
2: effect mm. Mm-hmm.
3: So sort of hovering over everyone as everyone's stamping stomping dirt barefoot
2: yeah you
3: know in these like outlaw parties in the middle of the pine barrens and i feel like those really kick-started my awareness of like the the hive minds sort of like energy the sort mm-hmm. of like you know uh, everyone's connected kind of like on a because i mean me and my girlfriend were connect connected before that but it was always like I always felt like oh if you love somebody then you have that heart telepathy and that's and that's always and, and and that is true and that's always deeper you know
2: mm-hmm.
3: but I didn't realize that you know uh, for a while I didn't realize you know in a on a dance floor of 350 side transers that also ten of them would be receptive. To or think to your telepathy mm-hmm. and would be driving the energies one way or another and then some would be on the dark side and they're tired of living and they want to bring in the apocalypse or whatever <laughs> they're trying to do and the other ones would be all about like wholeness and enlightenment and love and the wisdom of living and pro-life and want to stay here not pro life into political terms but just you know uh being uh wanting to live you know yeah yeah. Um, and so yeah definitely a lot of a lot of like learning went on about the preferences of people's pets um when it comes to you know their their current phase in reality and uh the pine barrens were amazing man pine barrens were great you know Cosm, all that happens during my college years when i was going to sea mm-hmm. and uh very blessed but you know again very expensive i could have done you know cheaper with the sure. internet still could have gone to the pine barrens still get have been a thing you know? yeah but
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you're uh, so your paintings behind you, you know, very geometric, three D shapes. Is that do you create that imagery on a computer first and then paint it? Or does that come out of your for mind? that
3: one? Yes. Okay. This one I photoshopped it and then well this little guy the geometry pieces I used uh geo editor. Okay. And then I probably used Maya to light it. I probably used like Two point lighting in Maya. Mm. And then I took all that into Photoshop and then started to play. I like to just kind of like mess around with like use softwares the way one would use like different brush types or, or tones or, you know, like I might just, I might take a file and drive it through 10 programs sometimes. Oh, yeah. And I'll have the most fun, you know, just messing with it, glitching it, trying to get new color theory from a file that's totally corrupt mm-hmm. with, with uh, you know, uh, with uh, what's that? App called uh, Text Edit on on Apple. You could you well, know for example like you could open uh, like JPEG and Text Edit uh, by typing jpeg.txt instead of dot JPG,
2: and really? then open
3: in Text Edit, and then you can you can scroll down like a couple paragraphs, and then start deleting the text, start typing text, and you'll see a bunch of weird symbol text. Mm-hmm. And you start to sort of glitch the data or reinterpret the data because it's just data. And it's just the program. It's just how you control it. The format is just, you know, how you're representing it. Mm -hmm. And so you can type art. You can type the visuals, um, you know, by just typing in text edit and then saving it. And then you get all these, uh, I guess, archetypes, the soul of the file Mm -hmm. of what a, a JPEG, what what the underlayer or the iconography um, of the JPEG will uh, will look like. And you'll see a lot of these bright colored squares and things like that. Whereas opposed to PNG, you'll see these like diagonal transparent rainbows and things like that. So I like to take like color inspiration from glitch as well. And I think some of these colors in here were taken from some of the PNG glitch uh, i guess you could say data bending techniques mm-hmm. data can google data bending and uh which is uh but then again i mean you know adobe has the color wheel now too if you go to adobe.color.com that color wheel is amazing man you don't even need um such a random approach but sometimes i like to collaborate with the machines
2: mm-hmm.
3: see you know look happy accidents do 100 runs pick three you know
1: it sounds see fun what happens
3: yeah
1: I had no so, idea you I could mean, do that.
3: And, and, yeah, try that, it. Man. That text edit thing—that that sounds it.
1: like a blast. So cool. You could like,
3: it's, it's, you know, it's, it almost makes you feel like you're a little bit like Hunter S. Thompson or like Linus Burroughs, more of the old guys, because you're like typing. Yeah. But then at the end of the day, you're still outputting a visual image, mm-hmm. you know. And you can—you could literally sit there and type a whole story inside of a script, but it will output as some kind of pixel to just bleed through the image, bright colors and you know weird. Skintillating effects and whatnot. Yeah. A lot of pop art driven stuff. And a lot of that glitch stuff also reminds me of like Navajo art like a lot of the Hopi art, a lot of Native American Central American art, yeah. the Huichol skulls, DMT experiences yeah. and so on and so forth. And so when I when I reference glitch, it's for me it's less about the error in data and data and less about like the destructive aspect. And it's more about revealing the hidden soul of the file. And so every <laughs> file has its own inherent iconography that's very much like the you know the archetype of yeah. the JPEG, the archetype of the PNG, the archetype of a RAW file. You know the OBJs, wow. they spike out. You know? <laughs> they all have diverse That's hidden a details. It's wild, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> have you?
1: So ever- it's
3: fun. I mean, especially you, know, you guys. I mean, if you play with this stuff, I'm sure you'll push it to areas that I haven't even discovered it. Because you know you guys trip balls all the time too. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. And uh, sometimes. You know, I've never a done that. Combination <laughs> of a few things could really be petri dish mm-hmm. yeah, for, for some awesome happy accidents. Have, yeah.
1: you, have you ever tried like in, encoding <laughs> mantras or prayers into a text file? Yeah, to see it, how that manifests.
0: Does it work like the uh, the water experiments? You know <laughs> what I'm talking about? Like, it, or like, what's what? Is there a different output depending on the words? Or can, can you there even draw are, a correlation?
3: Yeah, there are definitely like if you over. Well, if you delete then you're gonna get more of like this blacking out of data with aired pixels over it. Mm-hmm. Whereas opposed like when you over add text, you get more of the colored pixels, more of like the, you know, tessellated, like, you know, almost like Mesoamerican psychedelic graphics. But a lot of times you can fuck up the file. And so you have. That's why you know it's good to scroll down a little bit and then start messing it up. The first few lines establish the file. Mm. I think it has to do with directory and it has to do with like the dimensions of the file and all that stuff. And it's all encoded in like symbols. You can't tell what what is. I mean, it's just sort of scrambled. But right. it's fun. It's a cool little approach, you know. And you can like I have taken. I've copied like Sanskrit from you know the internet and pasted it. The, you know, like an Om oh, Namah Shivaya, you know, and then just spam it, just hold down command paste, you know, and then you save it and then it does its own thing, you know, did it like, I, I mean, I've never created like a holy glitch or anything, but, <laughs> you, know? but <laughs> you know, it's fun. It's a lot of fun and it, it inspires. I take a lot of color theory uh, from some of these Color variations, color combos.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
3: some of it mir- Some of it mirrors my own psychedelic experiences. Yeah, and uh,
2: yeah, Very cool. I
3: like it. It's another tool. It's another way of expressing yourself.
0: You yeah, know? sweet. And yeah. So,
3: what? Are, what are you? So, so you guys are out there in Colorado. Colorado's fucking always on fire. What are you guys up to? What What are you guys um working on recently? What are you doing, Andrew?
0: Um, I've been. Interested in uh, more murals lately? Uh, cool. Like I went down to Miami for Art Basel this year and did a couple murals, and I I really like the uh, idea and the feeling of of working on something big, and um, in public, you know, mm. quote unquote. Oh, man. And, uh, I saw
3: I saw a few of them through Instagram, man. It looks great. Thank you. The one thank with you. the black and red stripes, and they're all sort of like reading that portal. Mm-hmm. That was awesome, dude. Yeah, yeah. Props.
0: Thank you. Thank yeah. you so much, man. Yeah. I think
3: I did two murals last year. Yeah. But I've been kind of like doing. I've been a, learning a lot of softwares too, man. So you know, I'm, I'm I intend to do more murals, but but dude, man, that that one mural that uh I've seen a couple of them that you did that were really fucking dope. You you, you mm-hmm. did a collab recently too, right? With uh, Ill Des, I think? Uh,
0: no, no. Oh, no,
3: no. No, no, no. probably... Uh, wait, you did a collab with... Uh, who did you do a collab with
0: recently? Logan? Pro- maybe Logan Walden. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Logan.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, finishing up one, uh,
0: another cl- collab right now with um, uh, Jack Lightfoot. He goes by Taurus Energy on cool. Instagram. Um, yeah, yeah. excited about yeah. that. That one's and, badass. And yeah, you know, the podcast it takes up quite a bit of our um, time uh, and, and and energetic resources a little bit just because mm-hmm. we're still figuring out. Um, like, for instance, with you as a guest, um, I was like back in August when you had me on yours. I was like, yeah, we'll have you on soon enough, you know, and here we are like six months later <laughs> and we're finally, Fine, man. yeah. Yeah, uh, so yeah I'm we're just slow
3: with my releases too i think i do like one or one a month one every two months <laughs> yeah
1: yeah even yeah. even that's a lot you know yeah
3: but... yeah but then you see people like joe rogan and it's like every yeah. 12 hours yeah that's inspiring <laughs> three, three i know he's a rich sometimes. as fuck and i know he's got a team but it's like he... it would be nice to just do it all everything yeah. you love just do yeah. it all and I, and you know i am a believer in that and, I, and i'm gonna try to figure out how to do that better
0: as right older. that's kind mm-hmm. of I think
3: that, you can do it all
0: yeah that's you a,
3: can do everything you want you don't mm-hmm. have, you can do everything you want you don't have to do anything you don't want i yeah. think yeah
0: mm-hmm. it's about like
3: creating
1: <laughs> creating efficiency in your life you know yeah. realizing what you love what you don't like and uh just trying to formulate some sort of structure so you can flow from one thing to another
0: and th- that goes back to the like um what you were saying about live painting and and not going out so much you know because as we all know, live painting is very fun, but it is it. sometimes not very sustainable. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're. I mean, I hope I can speak for you here a little bit too. Like we're yeah. we're both like learning how to use our energy more effectively and efficiently, and mm-hmm. and doing what, like yeah, you distilled it perfectly, man. Uh, um, you can do what you want to do, and you don't really have to do anything you don't want to do. And it takes a while to figure that out. Yeah. And so, but meeting
1: the right people too. Yeah, definitely. Like, uh, I'm starting to team up with, uh, I have some friends that own a yoga studio in Longmont called soul 19 yoga. But, uh, yesterday I just started my first mural on a wall in one of their, uh, yoga rooms. Mm -hmm. And we're cool. And you know, like we were saying, like there's something missing in this, like overwhelming drugged out festival or concert experience. Like it's, not quite as deep as what I was looking for. So we're trying to create events, you know, like, Hey, come to this studio. I'm going to be working on a mural. We're going to have some like food here. You can do yoga. We can hang out and talk in a gentle environment and really like, you know, hopefully do some of that deeper work with each other and communicate and uh, yeah, have, have like the quest for wisdom and understanding be like the center point of an event, you know? Yeah, just more more holistic approach because uh, there's more than just the art and the music. You know, it's about tuning into your body, uh, yeah, learning how to love yourself and other people as well, and
0: communicate with other people, and Mm -hmm. yeah,
1: yeah. So just trying to just trying to experiment and see what is the potentiality of art uh, intermingled with different activities.
3: Yeah, like I always wanted to do an event where like people had to play social games. And they win prizes. So, like, imagine a select few groups of people become different teams. And then they have to go through a crazy maze where it's, like, mm. you know, phase one of the maze, you got to, like, you know, you get pushed into a room where it's pitch black and there's a bunch of lasers distracting you on the ceiling. But the floor is filled with, like, those Chuck E. Cheese plastic balls or whatever <laughs> those are. Like, And, like, you know, you're not quite sure what to make of it, but you, have, you already have a timer. Mm. And there's treasures buried on the bottom. Mm-hmm. And wow. so you could grab, like a like, a... Visionary arts poster or like a little keychain or like a thing, but you might be distracted by the visual in the ceiling or the interactivity, you might just be sitting around. And then, like, timer's up, and, like, some kind of, like, person dressed up as a wrathful deity, like, pushes everyone into the next room. (laughs) And it's, like, a maze of mirrors.
2: Mm, And you have to,
3: like, rush to the other side, because whoever gets to all the way through all the phases first wins. So you're kind of racing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then, like, maybe, like, there's traps and treasures. Like, you make a wrong turn in the mirror maze of halls, and there's a fucking wrathful deity dude that just hugs you and he like squeezes you and you you can't run away and you have to like (laughs) (laughs) ungrapple or like another dead (laughs) end might have like a little box and you get a fucking you know who knows like a little uh ben Ridgeway egg yeah (laughs) nice (laughs) you know and then you run through the maze and then boom you're like phase three and you run down a hole and you gotta like jump through like a spiraling uh, optical illusion thing like like maybe like uh like, you, you jump through a poster, but there's a hole in the wall. And mm. you jump in through, right, face fours is like a slime room. Like, you don't even know. It's pitch <laughs> black. You just land in a pile of slime. Now, like,
2: <laughs> nice. <laughs>
3: you know, I don't know. Just, and then, like, you know, at the very end, you just fucking, you know, hook somebody up with something like like an original painting or something. Yeah. You know, yeah. And not just merch. Yeah. You know?
1: It's like a combination yeah. of Meow Wolf and a haunted house or something. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and yeah, that's I think it'd, it'd be we'll cool. Interact,
3: to... And then it pushes people to interact on a different level. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. exactly. More. Instead of having to play a video game for that level of adventure, you live through it physically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. For example, like I recently started getting into spas and I went to the Sojo Spa in Edgewater, in New Jersey. And I felt very much that maze-like journeying, adventuring kind of mind, where I felt like me and the five people that I was with, we felt like a party in an RPG game, or yeah. like a group of people in Minecraft with VR. But maybe yeah. I was just really stoned. But <laughs> we were all walking through the water, like hovering through, and then there's like stone paths, and then there's like all these like machines with like water, and and it's like so, so so so, 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 and it's a maze it's literally like a maze of uh water massagers pools a rooftop pool an indoors pool a tunnel where you work walk on rocks and massage your feet and then another tunnel where the water is hot and it's and then like you know and so so the whole area just feels like an adventure zone if you just explore through it mm-hmm. but uh i ended up uh you know i was like fuck it you know let me let me take care of my body let me go to the spa and uh i went to i sat down i went to the this uh this sauna this sweating room it was like 187 degrees Dang. and it was the himalayan salt room mm. and i sat on a block of wood an old japanese block of wood and crossed my legs and meditated there and supposedly i was sweating all these like toxins and metals and things and i had such a profound experience i was like wow like i haven't experienced this ever i don't get this from festivals
2: mm-hmm. you know yeah I don't.
3: And it was only thirty-five dollars for the whole day. <laughs> Dang! And, uh, nice. The weekends are fifty dollars. The weekends are fifty dollars. On on the weekdays, it's thirty-five dollars. Nice. Well, when we come visit and
1: you, you can take us there. Yeah,
0: please. Yeah, <laughs> we'll form up our RPG party and stack up with materia and
3: just like go <laughs> in there. <and> do. <laughs> <It'd> be great. <laughs> I would definitely, you know, take you guys out there, man. And and I realized, like, you know. um, there is that that is holistic like it would be cool to like you know hey let's do an event where you know maybe you rent out the you know awesome spa joint yeah Mm. it's local or whatever and you you totally support it and you totally take care of the people and you clean up and all you know you make sure everything's taken care of the right way and you know maybe it's a private event maybe you only invite certain people types but you know um you know, could, could be kind of like another cool approach at adding something new to the visionary psychedelic, uh, you know, scene or yeah. Yeah. But, I think- uh, but doing that. that's, that's, that's loads of fun, you know, mm-hmm. and, 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 and the gym, man, they have jacuzzis, you know, <laughs> I, I was never a gym person, you know, but, um, I'm going to, I was, a I had a guest pass recently and now I'm reapplying in two weeks. I'm, I'm, I'm applying again and I'm just going to have my own pass. Cause, uh, man like you know you work out a little bit whatever that's cool you know but then you go to jacuzzi
1: mm-hmm.
3: and that's like next level that's you know up.
2: yeah
1: <laughs> balance out
0: yeah man yeah. <laughs> what's your uh what's your uh, gym routine right now or when you go
3: uh well i mean i was trying to like work my dad belly oh
1: ah, okay <laughs>
3: nice really like i'm pretty good right now yeah like, let's I'm not see it too bad. Man, look at oh, that. Oh, wow. That's wow. pretty flat. You know, I could... A little more. I mean, it's just I put it in my <laughs> head when I was younger. That I was getting all these abs, and then I never got them. And then, you know, I just, you know, fuck it, let me try. Just barely got in. It's kind of not really... I don't know. I could do better. I could do better. Yeah. I'm going to push go. into it more. Once I have the full membership, I'm going to be more toned. Yeah. I think it'll be, it'll be, I'm not too bad. I could be like a fat monger, you know, <laughs> yeah. be hanging around yeah. like, what up guys, 300 pounds. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. you
1: know. <laughs> well, hey, as long as you're moving your body at all, I mean, it's great for aging too, you know, it's like preventative measures. You will you can age longer and create masterpieces uh, later into your years, you know. hmm just respecting yeah. and taking care of your vehicle, more
3: cool, more cool shit you can do exactly, yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah, yeah, dude. Um, but the spa things, right. I would have thought, like, that's stupid, I'm not going to the spa, but mm-hmm. like, now I'm like. This is awesome. Yeah right. <laughs> yeah right. It like helps mm. the conditioning of the nervous system, the nerves, all the you mm. know uh, busy city life programming gets sort of like uh, deconstructed yeah. in some of these like areas and mm. these spa joints. But uh, yeah, I'll definitely take. It. If you guys are out here, I'll take it. To Edgewater to Sojo. Hell yeah! It's fucking dope. Let's do it. Yeah man. Do yeah, bad dab before <laughs> and then we go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I've I've noticed just as I get older, I'm a lot more drawn to these activities that kind of balance me out mm-hmm. you know decompress defrag the brain and the system and uh just being more careful with how I use my energy you know it's like that that getting blasted thing was so fun for a while but now it, it seems like I'm being drawn more and more to just grounding activities of just balancing out and quieting down a little bit you know so I can hear what's going on
3: yeah I mean cause like I mean, I think it's, it's, at least for me, it's good to have a metabolic um, experience of, like, you have moments of peace and quiet, followed by extreme chaotic moments of stress. And, and I don't mm. mean, like, pain and suffering. I just mean, like, I think some stress is healthy. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, like, for example, when you exercise, you know, speaking at the gym, you know, if I, you know, you know do a couple of like i don't know 16 uh dumbbell uh lifts you know i'm gonna need to rest after that and then do it again Mm -hmm. i can't just power through all the way i'm gonna kill my arm and a muscle's not gonna develop it's gonna get so damaged it won't even grow so i think there's something about also like with breathing like you breathe in breathe out breathe in breathe out and so i think that the challenge is finding a find balance that works for you because we're all a little different and I think finding the balance between the right amount of rest and the right amount of activity that that can be a little bit like like some people call for a little more hyper extreme like right. mountain climbing or mm. snowboarding or you know skateboarding whatever it is you know scuba diving you know anything that requires the adrenaline to kick in and all that and followed by like a super mellow zen meditation in a 187 degree mm. Himalayan salt, you know, spa room.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I think I think it's good to have a little bit of like the like the oscillation of
2: Definitely.
3: both. Definitely. Yeah. But um totally agree. And you man. And the like centering centering yeah. aspect is important.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and it's even it's like you're um when you take the initiative to invoke this uh this period of physical stress it's like you're choosing to, to experience stress on your own terms. So then in your daily life, you're going to be much less stressed. Like you can't get away from stress. So how can you formulate healthy ways to work with stress? You know, it's like
0: meeting well, it on yeah, purpose.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I think it ties back to that whole thing of like doing what you want and then not doing what you don't want and then taking the stress that you want and then not stressing for shit that you don't want to stress about. Exactly. You know? i think sometimes it could be like you know if you're doing yoga and you want to hold that pose a little longer you yeah. know that kind of stress you know you're going to feel like you earned it
1: yeah at the yeah. end
3: of the, at the end of the day but as opposed to like you got pulled over by the police you're you taking a dad hit and you're going cross country you got you know
2: mm. <laughs> whatever
3: <laughs> you know now you're stressing that they're going to arrest you that's yeah. not the kind of stress that i want to go through oh, yeah. <laughs> Hell no. but i think <laughs> I, mean, I feel bad for it you know, i have a friend a couple friends that are, you know got in trouble and do stupid things and whatnot i try to learn from their mistakes mm-hmm. you know and uh, it's not it's no fun you know yeah well but, if that uh, ever you know, does shout out to anyone who's out there and, you know get, got in trouble and i hope i hope that you know people out there who who i know who got in trouble stay safe just some shout outs yeah <laughs> people in jail big shouts <laughs> <Big shout-outs. laughs> yeah.
0: we're thinking about you still yeah
3: so um, I don't want I don't want to put spotlights on people, but um yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> we know. Who but he's are. a friend. He's a collector. I have a friend out there uh, collect. He's bought ten paintings. I I hope he gets out soon. He he's from Colorado. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. He's yeah. a good guy. He's great. He's bought art from everyone. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I think everyone.
1: <laughs> well, let him out. Yeah. Artists um, need more support.
3: No, Free know, this sure man. Happens.
0: Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: So um what would you what kind of advice you would would you now give your younger self?
3: That's tricky, man. <laughs> That's tricky. Um hmm I'm I'm worried that like if I went and said something I would fuck it up in a whole nother way. Ah. <laughs> mhm. <laughs> Cause there's that whole weird butterfly effect of like, you're kind of supposed to go through whatever you're supposed to go through maybe. Mm -hmm. And then like, if you tell yourself, Hey, do this instead of that. And then you end up going through a whole nother buckload of mistakes. Mm -hmm. And you end up having to learn the same lessons anyways. Maybe. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, (laughs) I don't know. Maybe, Uh, maybe just, uh... I guess maybe, maybe, maybe uh, it's hard to say, man, I got to pick something. Uh, (laughs) Um, Probably college. Probably not go- going. Yeah,
2: that was <laughs> gonna I feel be my terrible guess.
3: saying that because I'm teaching, you know, college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You mm-hmm. know, I'm teaching college students, and they're paying tuition <laughs> to hear me talk, <laughs> and I'm telling you guys, don't go to college. <laughs> and I feel, I feel terrible. <laughs> But here's the good news. At least with me, I really push myself and I really try to give them everything. And I even give them files and I even show, like you know, like I like here's motionographer com slash jobs. Check mm, here yeah, yeah. if you want to get a job. You know, like, whatever it is. Like I'm always giving them mad shit so that they're like, you know,
0: getting what they totally pay
3: for. care of, and they're happy mm. and they love me. And you know, I've, you know, I'm, I, I, it seems like not all the teachers over there are chill. So, you know, I'm doing the best I can, but. Hell yeah. But I don't think colleges are, are, are the best way for education mm. <laughs> at all. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But it helps me right now. You know, I have a kid, now I have a pension. I can't complain, you know, I have a small pension. I'm adjunct, which means I'm a freelance teacher. So nice. I'm not a part of the faculty yet, which also gives me some freedom, which mm-hmm. allows me to paint. Um, nice. I might join faculty, you know, maybe someday, but maybe not. You know, I could always quit too if I I could, I could join and I could quit if I don't like it if I'm not happy I yeah. decided hey fuck, you know I'm done with this. but so far so good man all the students are mad inspiring a lot of cool uh, you know energy floating through the room cool. and uh, yeah yeah but I gotta come out I gotta come out to Colorado this year. I really do man. Yeah. I, I you know had a lot of fun every time I come out there you know but it, but it was cool because uh, you came I saw Andrew out here at Cosm
2: mm.
3: a couple years back. It was cool to see you on this side.
0: I don't know if that was me, man. I came out to Cosm the first Everything. time this summer uh, at a, uh, right. on the solstice. And
3: I waved. It was a short wave. Really? Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, you there, man?
0: Like yeah. this year? Yeah. This past summer?
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. okay.
3: So yeah, like 2018 or 2019, I forget. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. Very but... short, and there's so many freaking people everywhere. I just kind yeah. of disappeared. Nice. But uh, okay. I think it's cool, man. I, you know, that is the hot spot here in East Coast for visionary mm. arts. Without Alex Gray, there's uh, Side trance, which is more musically driven, and uh, you know, they're they're doing the best they can, man. I think sometimes people forget that the Greys are human, and they make mistakes too, and yeah. they expect them to do superhuman feats, and uh, right. you know. They're, they're doing the best they can. Oh, and, man. Cosm um, was great. I'm really happy we have that here, man. Because mm-hmm. without Cosm, it would be less... Definitely would have less uh, of a powerhouse for visionary art. Yeah. In the East Coast.
1: That place really yeah. changed my life. I, w- I was living in Philadelphia. I've only been out in Colorado for like two and a half years now. But uh, taking art workshops at Cosm and then getting invited to live paint there, it was life-changing. It really let me know that i could do this thing you know such a supportive community there and I actually i think i painted at an event that you were painting at too but i was so shy awesome. i was like so shy back then i just didn't talk to anybody so <laughs> i'm bummed I, I missed hearing yeah
3: same 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 i mean and then too like the thing that happens in the costumes, everyone offers you goodies yeah. And the next thing you know, you take a sip of the mushroom tea. Next thing you're turfing. Next thing you know, you're like, all right, I need to just sort of like zone into the painting. <laughs> yeah. And, and recenter myself. It's your yeah. safe and space. So there's always that moment when you're like, you know, it's like fear and loathing in and, uh, the Chapel Sacred Mirrors. You know? <laughs> yeah. Right? You took too much, yeah. you know? <laughs> but, uh, Holy chaos. I hear you, yeah. I love it. I love the land over there too. Like they have oh, all these,
1: so nice.
0: like
3: a Buddha statue and a, like maze, and then Chris Dyer area mm-hmm. and the gazebo, like, birdcage area, yeah. and like the John Shook's you know, uh, little uh, John like Shook branch got awesome. his mm-hmm. Yeah, area yeah. out there. He sets up a booth too. He brings out his fungi.
1: Fungi. That's what it
0: is. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. All right, you you mushroom out. guys that he yeah. that he made um he's awesome it's a good scene but i just you know i was really hoping that elon musk was going to create that super train from new york to the west coast so we could get back and forth so easily like fast yeah Uh and then we would have an interchange of of artists and scenes between the coasts so fast yeah right that's vital for for i think you know uh just kind of boosting the whole community and the whole scene um you know because sometimes airfare is expensive trying to fly people last minute and people don't even have ids sometimes right Mm. i I just renewed all my ids you know yeah and and that that took forever because i I was born in portugal you know Mm -hmm. um but i'm a permanent u.s resident so i have like all the legal paperwork and all that stuff you know Mm. green card passport you know license you name it you know but uh but even that was a pain in the ass to just renew all the fucking things and it was like Everything added up to like eight hundred dollars.
2: Damn,
0: <laughs> you know passports yeah. are expensive. but Damn, yeah. I didn't realize
3: passport was two hundred fifty dollars. The um, green card renewal was five hundred and something. Hey, five hundred forty. Yeah, Steve. yeah. Portuguese green card. Yeah. Huh.
0: Damn. Do
1: you uh, know? You mentioned that bullet train thing. Is that project dead? Do you know?
3: I don't know. See, Elon Musk uh, likes to build a lot of hype collect a lot of money and then cancel a bunch of projects and only (laughs) and you can't blame the guy he's you know
1: he's going for it
3: he's got these ideas yeah he he just kind of is trying to fly with what he thinks is going to work and he's a human he he can only do so much i don't know if they're going to do that anymore i I really don't know if they're going to do the bullet train i really wish that they would that's one of the smart ideas i don't think i need to fly to the moon yeah, soon, right. maybe, oh. you know let's figure out how to get to places on earth faster first
0: right and, and then, yeah you know. especially in this country where we don't have any trains that's like a big <laughs> yeah. that's a big gripe of mine you know like <laughs> yeah europe's got yeah. it going on with the trains and, and we just i mean i know it's a obviously a larger landmass and everything but come on
3: <laughs> we just have to get to it yeah. yeah yeah i mean we have good train systems in the east coast like yeah, we, from Jersey to New York, you know, from New York to like you know through all the five boroughs, mm-hmm. and we have NJ Transit. You can you can go cross country ish through the NJ Transit,
2: mm-hmm. but
3: it's uh it's not it's not like what it could be.
2: Mm-hmm. You, right, know, you right. look at
3: Japan. You look at some of these trains in Japan, and they're flying.
2: Yeah, you know I mean,
3: and they're and they're eco friendly. They got this whole turbine system based. I mean, you know, they figured some shit out. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah but yeah one day you know, yeah we'll be here in California one hour I'm in Jersey
2: yeah
3: do the California thing and then we go right to Colorado
2: it be amazing fly
3: out to fucking you know Toronto, Canada you know, mm, just, yeah. you know go all over the map that will be dope
1: one can dream yeah hopefully yeah. we'll see it in our lifetimes sign my petition
3: yeah. or you know let's at least uh, you know life paint in the International Space Station oh you know, yeah
0: that would be wild. Dude. Let's just
3: throw an event there, you know? <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, it's possible, you know? <laughs> Hell we yeah, certainly. Just, just propose it to, Na- to, well, no, not NASA. Who runs that? It's a whole group of people.
0: Might as well just ask Elon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think SpaceX
1: yeah. is flying people up
0: there. Are they? Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure. No one fact check us on that. Yeah, we I don't know. Be wrong. <laughs> Maybe.
3: That would be a game changer, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you have the whole cosmic skyline of what the earth looks like Mm -hmm. as you're painting right feeling those (laughs) cosmic vibrations hitting you right through your skull yeah great
0: (laughs) turn into a robot buddha
1: smuggle some tabs of lsd on the space shuttle
0: (laughs) (laughs) dude you don't have to that's like bringing uh, sand to the beach man i'm sure they got (laughs) some up there already
3: right well right because i think neil armstrong saying he was stripping balls sober when they left the atmosphere, right? Wasn't that what he was saying? That they were seeing, flashing colors.
0: I think I've seen that quote. I was tripping yeah. balls, comma sober, Neil. Really? Hey.
3: <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> but no,
0: I know what you mean. Well, I know what you're saying. I'm trying to be funny. Something
3: but, along those lines. Yeah, yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. I'm but sure it's I, like know, a just a mind blowing experience. Mm-hmm. You probably wouldn't even need anything.
3: I think people's brains protect us. Um, these like extra realities are all around us, and then when you have such a powerful paradigm shift, like leaving the atmosphere, totally, and, you know, bolting the body across, yeah. you know, miles a minute, yeah, the whole system it, just it freaks crazy. out, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> the interdimensional gaps open, and the veil becomes thin, and then you know, you see the, uh, the DMT clowns come out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, there's like a bunch of clowns just hanging around the spaceship, you know, (laughs) just like messing you up a little bit. Yeah. I I love the uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy uh, approach to interdimensional travel. Like when everybody turns to yarn and they're all puking up yarn and then everything (laughs) goes back to normal. Like I would imagine that's like what, what would happen when you like, you know, break the light barrier and then like leave the galaxy, fucking come out the other side like anew. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> and I think psychedelics kind of do that already anyways yeah. without the spaceship <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I think I think we're I mean so, you know there's I've been talking to a couple different people some people are. I mean myself included I think definitely cat, we're catapulting ourselves to other galaxies maybe they're quantum galaxies maybe they're non-local mm-hmm. galaxies but they're uh, definitely extra universes of experience
1: for totally. sure yeah
0: Do you consider psychedelics like a type of technology that kind of circum that kind of circumvents um, the need for giant spacecraft in a way Uh, or how do you see it like what does it mean basically that um, there are substances growing naturally on the planet that take humans at least in their mind uh, to different realms of reality and experience.
3: (laughs) yeah yeah i mean i here's the thing i really think we're all like power like cells like we're each cells Mm
2: -hmm.
3: and like 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 super cells Mm -hmm. and then together we make up a super super organism Mm -hmm. the totality of all living things and so i think the totality of all living things hasn't actually been fully born Hmm. so we're like in an egg phase and so we're on Earth. We're in this egg phase, and this Earth is like a petri dish for like something higher. Mm-hmm. And so the universe is relying on us to build that those new organs that mm-hmm. are gonna assimilate to that super organism level. Mm-hmm. And then maybe together we're constructing or giving birth to this super organism to a goddess. Like we together we make up a giant goddess, a fourth dimensional being. And so we're all 3D, and then. T- together being and so right now it's like in fetal stage
2: mm-hmm. and
3: we're figuring out what we want what we don't want uh, and what it's going to be and what it's not going to be and a fetus could die so there's always that there's those toxins there's those external pressures that we don't even perceive and things from non-local spaces that we don't even understand maybe and so I think psychedelics in nature it's like it's like the 4D self's way of like telling the 3D selves to become 4D
2: mm-hmm
3: it's like the hey, like take the, the, the information in bits. And it's almost like we have this giant zipped, fi- cosmic zipped file that we need to archive yeah. one life at a time. And so there's billions of lives walking around at the same time. And so, you know, we're all individuals at the same time, but we're also one mm. consciousness. And, and then we're also like living in our own bubble within that consciousness, but just much like a raindrop falls mm-hmm. into an ocean. I think all consciousness make up a totality of consciousnesses that makes up a super consciousness. And so I think we're giving birth, I think we're becoming something higher. Just mm. becoming more, more aware of forever.
0: what we are. Yeah, it does take forever.
3: <laughs> yeah. And we're humans. We're apes and we're humans. And, you know, you look at history, we've been violent. You know, we, you, know you look at the Romans, you know, you look at, for example, like Trump, attacking the Middle East, like, he just killed another guy in Yemen, he killed a guy in Iran, he kills, you know, he reminds me, like, if you study history, like, if you listen to Dan Carlin, like, I was listening to Dan Carlin the other day again, and he was, you know, talking about, like, the Caesar Hastings, and how Mm -hmm. Caesar was corrupt, and everybody hated Caesar, but he did whatever, and, you know, not not voted, but, you know, he's like the emperor, and so he goes through all these wars, exterminating, you know, um, the Celts, the Celtiberians, the Iberians, the the yeah. Gauls, you know, French, the English, all these people, and uh, you know, the Italians are like, oh, we hate Caesar, we hate Caesar, he's corrupt, Caesar, he's a racist, he's a bigot, whatever the hell they're calling him at the time. I'm making economy better. I'm making the economy better. I killed this guy. I killed that guy, and I feel like Trump is doing the same thing that Caesar did. And so, you know, we can, we do have the free. now yeah. uh, you know but I think ultimately <laughs> if the whole system survives we can become something even more beautiful mm-hmm.
2: together but
3: hey cancer cancer is a reality we could turn to cancer cells and I think that just means being a shitty human.
2: Mm, and not yeah. taking
3: like you know like like for example like i could have ditched my family moved to colorado just did the ego thing <laughs> try to be better than everyone be the number one visionary artist at any cost <laughs> and then well, you know that would turn me into cancer cell
0: yeah mm-hmm. totally. absolutely know, I, would
3: just be I would be like tim heidecker's uh avatar personality <laughs> you know on the uh <laughs> on the uh what do you call it the uh oh what is that that video uh Cinema review show that they have on Adult Swim now. They just acts like a total dick. I forget forget. the name of the show, but I love it because it's such a reality. And he's putting the spotlight on it, and he's just totally acting like a douche.
2: Yeah.
3: (laughs) And and and, uh, you know, in a world of social media and Hollywood and fucking likes and money, you could you know you could sacrifice everything to be that, and then and then fuck yourself over, fuck up the 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 larger system
2: Mm -hmm.
3: of nature and the universe. Mm. Which has a bigger purpose than just, um, you know, getting booty taps all day, doing good. <laughs> or <something, you> know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, know.
1: but yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> <but> it, <laughs> so like, uh, do you have any events coming up or any anything going on where people can catch you, see your work?
3: Definitely. Well, like I said before, I still have art at the Philadelphia Visionary Arts Gallery and got a couple pieces there. Um, my buddy uh, Keo is in the process of putting together a, another Psyche Ground event, so I am uh, planning on uh, doing a VR interactive setup installation. That's going to be uh, an installation is going to be set up there, while I'll also be live painting. So, the, the, cool. the VR thing is going to be kind of like in a corner. And so, like it'll be supervised by somebody else. I'll set it up, but nice. it's free for exploration. And then I'm just going to, during a certain set, probably during the headliner, it'll get up on stage live paint as well. Uh, so, that's probably going to happen uh, in the spring, around okay. April. Okay. We don't know the exact date yet. Just because we don't want to step on anybody's toes, and somebody else ended up doing a Forest Satchinaz party. Uh, well, I hate to say it, but somebody stole Keo's idea and then jumped the gun and did one first. And Aww. so, but they they don't have a VR thing, but they still took his artist that he wanted to book. Anyway, I don't want to I don't want to talk about that too much. But, <laughs> you know, things are, things happen, and yeah. um, the good news is my friend's super professional, and he was super nice, and he went to their party and he hung out with everybody and he supported. Mm, and yeah. he and he he showed face and everything. So you know That's it's the kind cool. of guy that he is. And mm. uh, they took his idea. to threw a party, he went and supported. And they said, "Hey, guys, you know great party. And uh, he's gonna do something a little bit more differently in April. And so I'll be definitely showing some art there, doing some things there. Um, definitely focusing a lot on the on the teaching thing now, because now it's like the peak of the semester, yeah. um, really pushing to you know do and and for my students prepping them for for the Seagraph event. Which happens in the West Coast. So, Seagraph is coming up. What is that? And they just did a so Seagraph S I G G R A P H is a an event where uh, a lot of people who create the software that we're using come and hang out. It's kind of like a almost like one of those like conventions for like for like you know program uh, designers, animators, you know uh, graphics people companies like pixar are going to be hanging out and nice. some types of you know um studios and pretty much recruiting students and awarding people for uh creating a hologram creating uh you know a robot or an animation that's really beautiful or something like that nice so prepping some prepping students for c we just did we just prepped them for a uh, global day jam global j global jam Day, which is a video game convention for interactivity. It doesn't just have to be video games. I mean, it could be a medical interactivity thing where you learn mm. how to do surgery. It could be a uh prepare for death meditation where you pretend you're dying with VR. And you know, it could be oh. anything. <laughs> Sounds um, cool. But, <laughs> That's yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting. But uh yeah yeah i i definitely uh intend on uh well let's just say i've been putting a bunch of art aside for another solo soon and i just haven't figured out where i should do my next solo mm-hmm. and i have i've been just kind of like staying inspired not really pushing the paperwork around and i think i should just get to that and do that again and email mm-hmm. a bunch of galleries and see who says yes and mm-hmm. just roll with that you know awesome uh, right, yeah
1: cool. Look forward to seeing what you have in the show, yeah.
3: Thank you. Hey, if you guys are in Philly, check out uh, you know Philadelphia Visionary Arts Gallery. I have art there. Cool. Um, you know, and um, let's see what happens with New Conscious. I might come out to Colorado and maybe show there. I know. I know Ryan had some interest in showing me again. He mm-hmm. did mention. I know Kurt also mentioned, and I know that they've had issues in the past with certain venues and things. So. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we got we got to be patient with such things, and I think you know they're they're doing their best as humans. I mean, you know, we all live and we learn, and you know, um, I'm glad that they that they're still trying to represent artists and doing it hopefully better and better every every time. That's oh, that's yeah. what it means to be human.
2: Mm-hmm. Sure,
3: no doubt. So, I'm excited. I want to see. I want to see what Kurt comes up with. Maybe I'll come out there for that. You know, um, sure. I've been peeping out um, a couple galleries in Manhattan as well that are are really cool um you know people maybe it would be be a dream to show at joshua liner
2: yeah you know
3: what happens (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah i gotta put together a proper proposal the right body of work and and just start that whole process again you know um but yeah it will happen soon
1: cool sweet man where's the best Like what are the best places for people to stay up to date with you and your art uh, website Instagram um,
3: definitely check out uh, Calyptus on Instagram Um, I'm also on Facebook I have a Patreon patreon.com slash Calyptus and of course my website artofcalyptus.com I regularly upload work to that as well Um, yeah that's kind of it I mean I kind of quit snapchat Cause it just doesn't really make sense anymore. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Instagram sort of has a stories feature, mm-hmm. and I could just post, you know, all the stories on there. You yeah. know, get, get a wider view.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of your um, your stories with the polls in them, the questions.
3: Oh, uh, thanks, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <I> was <laughs> I like doing that. a l- little bit of interactivity with uh, somebody who was like choose this, you know, yeah. uh, scenario or that scenario type thing.
0: Yeah. Kind that's of fun. A little
3: dungeon yeah. adventure. Yeah, I might might do a couple of those again soon. Actually, it's a good idea. Oh,
0: yeah. might yeah. bring
1: them
3: back. Yeah.
1: yeah well, sweet,
0: you know, man.
3: Or, or bring, bring, bring up like a celebrity and say, are they super evil or, or s- like a, super like genius. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Super <laughs> genius, yeah. Yeah. I so guys, nice. follow this on Instagram. Interact with him.
3: It's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll post, I'm going to post more this year. I know that like last year and the year before, I was posting like once a week. Mm-hmm. Once every two weeks. Mm-hmm. This year, I intend on posting more. So, yeah, i right. will definitely be prolific.
1: The, yeah. the algorithms will honor your <laughs> consistency.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it'll feel good to climb hard again. Like, yeah. Because I feel like, you know, I mean, I'm still getting, like, you know, like, hundreds here and there, like, like 100 here, 200 there, 300 there. And then some of my good ones have 500, 600 likes, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think if I, if I, if I push the medias again this year, I could get it to, like, 1,000, hopefully. Finally. No, yeah.
1: yeah,
0: man. You
3: know, I'm surprised you a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of our friends are doing it. Yeah, Why not? Yeah, you know? yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But, yeah, I'm going to keep doing, you know, the teaching thing for now. It's been really, really fun. Monday, I'm bringing in Mad Mapper with a projector. i to show them how to do video mapping. And uh, nice. who knows, maybe somebody will show up in Colorado at uh, Red Rocks, you oh, know, yeah. hanging out over there with some awesome. Mad Mapping uh, capabilities. Sweet. But, uh,
0: oh, yeah. Teaching yeah. the youth.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, you got to give some, some back, you know.
0: Absolutely.
3: Uh, well, probably yeah. will, uh, I'll probably go through a phase where I work on a huge project in the future. Right mm-hmm. now, I'm saving money for that. Mm-hmm. So, I'm also keeping note of, like, all the – what the best students are. And then, in the future, plan on hiring them. Be all like, right. all right. We got a <laughs> team of really, really good eight fucking crew right here. This is it. We're going to fucking – we're going to make uh, – Unreal Engine four simulation where you you know you walk around and it's 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 more it's less of a video game in a sense where you're like killing shit and getting points.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And it's more of like a journey and an experience, like a good book.
0: Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely. Man, that mm-hmm. would be sweet.
3: Yeah, like a journey for, for the viewer. <laughs> Let's see where it goes. I know Hideo Kojima, I know Hideo Kojima is doing a great job at Death Stranding yeah i know he was you know he's mo-cap, metal gear mo-cap people and, hmm? was... yeah he, he was a creator of metal gear yeah yeah. he ended up taking a bunch of actors like norman Reedus and uh mads mickelson and all these people and he like scanned their faces and used mocap suits and you know he painted a whole picture and he made a beautiful uh narrative almost like a book kind mm. of stylized kind of video game experience And it was, you know, also very inspiring. And I think it would just be really cool. Like, imagine, you know, doing like some kind of like interactive reality where uh, you, uh, you know, get abducted by, uh, you know, the uh, fifth dimensional uh, elder beings, and they test you and they put you through these trials to see if you're worthy of like saving the universe. And then (laughs) you go through all these crazy trials. Now, this is what you're up against. And they show you this crazy reptile eye with like black ooze, and they're like, you have to like exercise that. And then, like, you know, you go through all the missions and crazy things. And I don't know, like, I I always kind of wanted to make something where people have to interact with the storyline because I feel like movies are very passive, books are very passive, right? Even events, you know, events are very passive. You're just there listening to what the DJ is controlling, or you know, and so I think. I think that's what's missing also from the festival scene is the not not necessarily like the I don't I don't want to say aggressive, but uh, interactive approach to, you know, uh, the uh, experiential aspects of entertainment. It's been so passive. And I think partly that's what causes people to be a little bit more, you know, sheepish totally because they're just spoon-fed everything and they don't yeah. have to look around the corner for that hidden easter egg anymore mm-hmm. they're just oh here it is you know it's not like you know i don't know maybe maybe i like easter eggs
1: <laughs> well yeah that's cool i mean like working on creative projects that stimulate that creative spirit within the people that participate with it you know it's beautiful
0: yeah, yeah it's just a it's just recycling the creativity throughout the system and Mm-hmm. putting it right back in there yeah, yeah i think that's a great idea man i'm looking forward to seeing what you create and uh yeah thank you again for coming on the podcast yeah thanks man
3: yeah, likewise thank you for having me and i can't wait to see what you create as well man I, those murals are awesome and, and and john man you're a great dude you know great to talk to you first time here and
2: yeah for you sure it's been a
3: real pleasure nice you to know? meet you i really uh you know hope you guys uh keep doing this podcast man because it's pretty dope Oh, Thanks. Yeah. And Thanks. Uh, you know, thank you, thank you for being yourselves. Thank you for putting this spotlight on for artists and people that are doing their thing.
2: Oh because
3: yeah. uh, you're you're not Joe Rogan. You, you don't have millions of dollars. <laughs> <Not laughs> yeah, we're working on it. You just wait. Yeah. <laughs> not yet. <Yeah>. Soon. Soon. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Well, and, yeah. Hey, who knows? Maybe one day we'll have Joe Rogan on our podcast. Exactly. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. we should get we should get J P. Sears that dude's that.
0: hilarious dude
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> have you seen the coronavirus video that he posted on youtube no. please watch the coronavirus video by jp Sears. i <laughs> okay. love it it's fucking <laughs> awesome jp Sears, man i wish you could get it he's too he's too up there I, right? you know maybe we'll get him we'll get him yeah. one day
0: yeah yeah why not uh, He's he's very adjacent to like people we know i'm sure there's someone listening right now who knows jp sears or maybe not right this minute but when we release it somewhere in the future. We, gotta get
3: him, we gotta get him to just sort of just go crazy
0: yeah you know that's a great that was actually a great guest idea yeah i think let's we do should it. do that let's go for it yeah maybe
3: one one of the days he's in colorado yeah. just snatch him just kidnap him just kidnap put a bag JP. over his head just <laughs> put a bag over his head throw him in a van no one drive one' in boulder or wherever yeah. you
1: know <laughs> to all the listeners out there we do, we do not condone kidnapping yeah we don't
0: want you to kidnap <laughs> JP Sears for us
3: you can't He's the guy's buff man he's pretty strong I've yeah. seen the legs on that dude he's no. not he's not fucking around
0: I mean, I mean John's got pretty muscly arms you can't see it because of his, his I mean hoodie, I'm but, like
3: you know, my legs were doing pretty good too, but, but JP Sears a little tougher. Yeah. I mean?
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's probably tried Already. people have probably tried to kidnap him before, so Possible. anyway. Thank you Possible. again, man. It's been a real pleasure mm-hmm. and uh on crushing it out there in, in New Jersey and New York.
3: Yeah. yeah I'll come so out, man. I'm gonna travel more this year. I'm gonna come out more. It feels right again to just fucking you know push it and be full throttle and uh i'll i think once the winter kind of ends and spring kind of kicks in
2: mm-hmm. you
3: know i was born in a i was born april 16th i'm an aries i'm gonna feel in my element i'm a late april aries so i'm like you know i've hit my head enough times to know not where to hit my head anymore because yeah. i'm like april 16th almost Taurus. So I'm like, the you know, they like to say the third decadence of Aries is a spiritual Aries because it's the wiser Aries. Mm. And so uh, late April, I'll feel in my element. I'll be more ready. I'm going to travel and come out. I'm going to visit you guys. We're going to hang out. Yeah, dude. We're going to some delicious food. Yes. And we're going to do some crazy things. We're going to hang out. We can't yeah. wait. Yeah, brother. Great, you guys man. come out here as well. Yeah, yeah we'd love to. We're going Sojo in oh, yeah. Edgewater. Yeah, we are going to meditate in the 187 degrees <laughs> salt water. Salt, Himalayan salt... Uh, it's
2: Oh hell
1: yeah I'll let you I'm through. down
3: <laughs> that's amazing peace guys take yeah, care peace. enjoy your night thank you for having me on yeah, yeah thank man. you so
1: much man we wish you the best peace bro peace. cheers man love
0: you
3: looking forward to see all your arts too man those murals are fucking dope man take me, care
0: thank you. thank you man peace
3: later, peace. later.
0: Thanks for listening to another episode of RCAF Podcast.
1: For additional images and notes on this episode, you can check out our website artsyafpodcast.com.
0: and you can find me Andrew Norris at andrew.norris.arts on Instagram and andrewnorrisarts.com is my website. I also have links on my website to episodes as well as all my best paintings.
1: And you can find me, John Speaker. My website is johnspeaker.com. On Instagram, I'm at John Speaker. And on Facebook, John Speaker Art. And we want to
0: give a special thanks to Blair Speaker, John's lovely wife and creative director of the podcast. She also updates the website and does all the podcast
1: notes. So thank you, Blair. And we'd also like to thank Tyler Billman. He created the uh, music for this podcast. You can find Tyler on SoundCloud and Instagram. His name is Get That's GetBillsman. That's G E T B I L L S M A N.
0: Thanks again for listening. Peace.
1: Thank you. <laughs>